let's go. Drinks on Dusty, let's start the show. Drinks on Dusty, coming in hot, coming in to blow up the spot. Guess we picking what we be drinking. We don't know what Dusty is thinking. We are here to have a good time. See where the combo may just climb. Sit back, put your drinks up. Come on, y'all, fill up your cup. Drinks on Dusty, let's go. Come on, y'all, start the show. Oh no. Hi, everyone. Oh, my gosh. This is so exciting. Okay, so I am the host of Drinks on Dusty tonight. My name is Julia Wilkinson. This is in honor of Dustin's birthday. How old are you turning? 29? Turning fucking 29. Um, Old man. So this is his birthday episode. So he I am so, so thankful that he asked me to host for him. Um, so we're going to start. I am just going to disclaimer. I've never d- been an interviewer <laughs> on a podcast before, so I'm so nervous, but it's going to be fine. Hey, there's no one listens to this podcast. It's fine. Yeah, there we go. It's fine. No um, but I have a surprise to start out the podcast. You have a surprise I to start do. out? I do. Like, we're going we're gonna to do um, a surprise shotgun. What? I just, I just watched him down like a beer and I was like, shit, <laughs> we're about to do another. Oh, God. I know okay. that logistically I didn't think about this because we have no, to fine. get make a mess in your room right yeah, now, but fine. I wanted it to be a surprise. No, I like that. So surprise shotgun. Surprise shotgun. And they're ice cold, so it's going to hurt. <laughs> you can prep the shit at all. Jules. Have it not taught you anything. You I can't kept shotgun it in the fridge and I was beers. like, oh, it'll probably get warm in the hour long trek I have, but no, feel it. It's still so <laughs> That's cold. fucking hysterical. All right. So sh- why is this? This is special though, because like this was, did I take your shotgun virginity too? No, I no, no, I I shotgunned. Um, I think before college. You shot Jesus, Jules. Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. You shotgunned before college. I to- oh, I was talking to her today, animal. and she, I was like, I was like, okay, I'm interviewing him, and she was like, oh, have you ever been a guest? I was like, yeah, but I didn't want to send it to you because I thought there was incriminating stuff on it, and she was like, no, I probably know all of it already. Probably I was like, great, I'm gonna it send anyway. it to you. Okay. Um, all right, well, let's fucking shotgun then. Fuck yeah. All right, let's do this shit. B- BRB guys, we're gonna shotgun really BRB. quick. Shit, Jules. Whoa. That was a fucking. I think I am getting better at that. As like tears are running down my face, I have like beer all over. I think myself. in the twenty, in the fucking, uh, what twenty nine years of life now, I'm getting better at shotgunning. We're getting good. Uh, I appreciated that. Of that's course. such a, always just... a. That's always a blast pass when I get to fucking do that. And I think you're really good at it. And it's also just like <laughs> such a sad thing. Good. No, it's such a good thing. It's such a cool party trick. I wish I, I always, I'm pretty good at it, but I have to do it in two waves, which I know, which I know is like not the point of a shotgun. But anyway. do you have to do it in two parts. You mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I'll mean? do half the can and then I'll be like, and then I'll do the other. Can. <laughs> like I have to take a second or else I will like die. I remember when I first did it, I didn't even understand what it was. I was at my first frat like little party. It was this guy named Alex Upa in my fraternity. So we went to his like parents' place, and there were people over, and I shotgunned eight beers that night. Oh my! Because that was God. a whole thing. I never done it. Did it was horrible, and then I kept doing it. And then I remember we went to like our fraternity fucking meeting. That we'd have every Mondays. And then we'd give these things called Zates. So at the end of the read, be like, oh, a Zate Jesus. for something, doing something every, like, something good. So then I'm a freshman. I'm a pledge or whatever. And he goes, uh, I want to give his, like, I didn't know anybody, really. I want to give a Zate for Dustin uh, for shotgunning eight beers last night. And then everybody in the room's like, who the, f- what the fuck? And I'm looking there, I'm like, yeah. And then just <laughs> one of these elders, like, older ones, like, that's a fucking shit ton. <laughs> 
So then, like, I had to do that for fraternity shit where they'd be like, shotgun a beer, Dustin. Nice. So I'd show them. And then, like, I would be, I was dating this girl freshman year where people would be over in our little centennial dorm, our small ass yeah, dorm yeah, yeah. room. Shoebox. And she'd be like, show, show them how you shotgun, babe. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like yeah that yeah was your brand yeah okay so it's like just it's my party trick and it's also a i think it's so stupid because i'm just chucking a fucking beer and girlfriend would be like yeah hey fucking look at look at dustin look at my boyfriend my he could guy. do this the beer goes down real fast <laughs> that's really funny we used to time it all the time like rachel oh, pickle yeah, yeah, rachel yeah. pickle would time us so like the fastest one i ever had on record was two seconds that's phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, phenomenal. Yeah, we have we I have, have skills a video here. of you doing it in college somewhere. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I um, feel like everybody, any one of my friends has some sort of video of me fucking oh, shotgunning yeah. a beer. So what are you drinking tonight? Tonight, for our episode, I'm drinking my favorite liquor in the entire world, Crown Royal. Crown Apple specifically, who I have long hopes, hopes and dreams of sponsoring this podcast. Um... But it's always been like, this was always like the fancy liquor to me <laughs> in Nebraska. It always seemed like it was crown was, I, it may, I don't even know why I think that because people probably in Nebraska are like, no, it's fucking not, Dustin. <laughs> but to cool me, bottle. it always seemed like it was a special occasion thing. We would get it like on New Year's Eve, I'd get crown and then because <laughs> I didn't have any money in college and crown was expensive yeah. for this. I don't know. And I always, crown apple is like my favorite fucking thing to drink. So I always have, you come to my place, there's always crown there. I always do crown and ginger. That's like my favorite liquor drink to do, especially when I'm trying not to get fucking bloated off goddamn beer like I drink. But right. Crown Royal. What are After you drinking, Jules? Yeah, beer. I know. <laughs> we just shot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chug like two beers to get that. fucking loosed up. Then maybe shotgun a Miller Lite, which I don't even like that much. <gasps> I don't even like Miller Lite. I order it at Wayland, the Wayland, the Packer Country Bar that me and Jules go to like every Sunday. Oh my God. What? I don't I really like it. I'm better at it. I'm better at it now. For some reason, I never really liked it. I'm fine with it now, but I would much prefer a Bud Light or a Coors Light or a oh Bush Light above God, all. Oh my God. I really thought I liked you, but now. No, but it's, I used to have a bad taste about Miller for mm. some fucking reason, but Miller Light's fucking awesome, though. It's yeah. not bad. It's not as bad as I thought it was. It's great. Miller High Life sucks balls, though. Yeah, I, I don't think it sucks balls. It sucks but balls. But it's not balls. the best. It's fucking um, horrible. No, I'm drinking a vodka cram, which is... So, anyone that knows me that's listening to this knows that that is quite out of character for me. But I was just craving one. It's like one of the... Isn't that... You call it like the basic white girl yeah, drink? Yeah, 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 yeah. But here's the funny thing about that. My dad, when we first went to a bar... So when I turned 21, he's like, let's go get a drink at the bar. So I'm sitting there, and in my head, it's like, you know, this toxic masculinity bullshit. That would be like, <laughs> you know, fucking cramps for pussies. And, but my dad, so my dad, toughest motherfucker I've ever known, you know, toughest son of a bitch. Like, the guy in the bar you don't fuck with. And he sits there, and he goes, what do you want, Dustin? And I was like, yeah, I'll get a, I, I thought ordering a Bud Light was really, really hard. Sure, um, sure, sure. <laughs> And so my dad goes, I'll get a vodka cranberry. And then I looked at him and I go, you're drinking vodka cranberries? Like, I can whoop everybody's guy, everybody's ass at this bar. I'll order whatever the fuck I want. I love <laughs> And then from that. that moment on, I was like, I'll fucking order whatever drink tastes good to me. And vodka cranberries are fucking awesome. It's a good drink because you can't taste the vodka. No. And I just like, I just drank a lot this weekend and I wanted something that I just like, it tastes like nothing but juice. So you mix it well, yeah. It's I fucking wanted. great. I do the. I like the cran apple. Cran apple's fucking dope. Wait, so I want to talk about your dad. So that was. I, I really. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> jump Christ. into it. Okay. Jump into the daddy. We're talking issue. about no, your I'm daddy kidding, issues. Kidding. No, I just wanted to like 
talk about your upbringing a bit and your family okay. and like your sibling dynamic really intrigues me because of the age difference between you and your brother <laughs> and just like where let us know where you grew up and tell me a little bit about your siblings and like the dynamic with that i'm every, so intrigued by that every time i do this i realize how hard it is to actually be a guest because you get questions like that and then i'm like yeah just just say something i'm like fuck i didn't prep for that question like i don't right. know um well, i mean i'm from grand island nebraska so i am not the small town boy that everybody in new york thinks that i am it's funny to me because I can get away with that in New York, mm. but that anyone from Nebraska be like, "You're fucking from Grand Island, Dustin. Calm down." Is that a big city? It's like the third biggest city in like in Nebraska. Oh, I didn't even know that. I thought it was like a podunk town. No, it's not. It's really not. <gasps> I didn't even know that. So it has. Do you know it, how many people live there? Oh, fucking third, maybe probably fifty thousand now. Oh, oh, okay. Around there, maybe thirty to fifty. Um, but it's yeah, it's never. Sometimes I like almost feel ashamed of that now. Like living here when I tell people from Nebraska and like. <laughs> They'll go, oh, yeah, country boy. That's like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And anybody that knows me, be like, shut the fuck up, Dustin. You're not a country boy. You're from Grand Island, which is like a city, which, yeah. Are there like, this is the stupidest question, but no, this not. is like coming from a girl that like grew up in a Midwest city. Are there like skyscrapers? <laughs> like no. buildings? I know that's so They're nothing stupid. tall. Like, it's nothing crazy. Okay. It's just like, you know, the tallest thing is probably the hospital or some shit. Okay. okay but, you know, okay. it's not that like it's so it's a simple town. Like, yeah. But, you know, like our fanciest place is like when I would say, like, when we got, finally got an olive garden, I was like, that's some fancy Italian that we got coming into this <laughs> okay. fucking city. I see. But lots of chain restaurants and everything. But I'm from like the third biggest city. Um, My, I have an older sister named Natasha. Who we used to really, we were so close in age or three years apart. We used to not get along at all. Mm. And like when we were younger, like just like she hated me being around her friends. I was always really sentimental. I was like, why won't they hang out with me? I want to hang out with my older sister. Uh-huh. You know, she, it was, um, but now she's like one of my favorite people in the world. Like we really were very close now. Um, but I have a, my dad and my mom, they divorced when I was in third or fourth grade, I think. And then my dad then had a little, my little brother Tanner, who's on the fucking, uh, you know, the desk right over there. So my cute. little man. It's his best um, buds. But it was always, yeah, my favorite thing was when my dad called me. It was, it was interesting because when my dad called me to tell us that we were having a little brother, my sister cried. She was so mad. <gasps> oh. Because she was like, he's going to get all the attention. He's going to get everything. When dad told me, I was nothing but excited because yeah. all I ever wanted to be was a little, like an older brother. Yeah. And I was so stoked. Like I could, I was like, that's fucking awesome. I get to be a big brother. I get to teach him how to ride a bike. I get to teach him to throw a football. I get to, I get to like just be there for him, do his homework. I've never been more excited for anything. Mm. Um, but yeah, like how many a, years apart are you? He's 15 now. Mm. So it's it's a pretty big thing. Yeah. And I think one of the harder things is like I'm not because of like where I, what I chose to do, mm-hmm. like moving to New York. I didn't really um I miss out on a lot now. I was there for him as much as I could be when I was when he was younger. Mm-hmm. But then all the bigger milestones and he's kind of really morphed a little bit more like my dad when I morphed a little bit more like my mom because I was with my mom a lot more. Mm-hmm. He's with my dad all the time because I didn't live really with my dad. I didn't grow up living with my dad. He was always at another house. I would go to see him on the weekends or whenever I could, but I lived with my mom. Got it. So... I grew more into her beliefs, how she thinks, mm-hmm. how she is. My little brother goes a little bit more like uh, my dad. And are both of your parents remarried? My dad never got remarried. Mm. Um, he never wanted to. 
he's been with he was with this uh becky or my i say stepmom it's the easiest way to say yeah, it, like yeah. her girlfriend um yeah. but he never technically got remarried my mom got remarried when i was in eighth grade cool so then they got remarried and wasn't a big fan of my stepdad for mm. the longest time and yeah i <laughs> it was it was rough like me and him are close now too but i've had instances with him so like i've gotten to a fight with him on in the middle of our lawn like sure. a fist fight over like i've had you know the rebellious teenage shit but then going through time i'm like he's he's one of he's the other dad to me he's taught yeah. me how to do a lot he's always there for me he's the one that tells me he loves me he hugs me and all that kind of stuff but um yeah that's i mean i don't know if i answered everything but that's kind no, that's of great. That's, no i just wanted like a basis of your because honestly i don't think i've ever like really talked to you one-on-one about that we've been anyways. friends for that long it's like isn't that kind of interesting though yeah you're friends with somebody for that long but you don't know, know almost these like basic things which like yeah. no one ever does like you don't really sit down to yeah. have those kinds of conversations like hey let's talk about all of your issues with your family like, <laughs> why talk. are you the way why you are, are you? but it's interesting though it I, is to when you sit down and you're like oh this is why dustin does this because mm-hmm. you know that if you actually know that you'd be like dustin does this because of that dustin is so protective because his yeah. dad his dad does this or like whatever it is it pieces puzzles together totally so that's what i mean that's why i love doing this podcast is like sitting down with a friend that's like i'm forcing you to actually talk to me about either real shit or like just learn about you. yeah like i always for some reason assumed that your little brother was your mom's no really so, yeah just found out something no it was hard him. It was uh, one of those things like he didn't really meet her like I was supposed to keep her away from her. Mm -hmm. But he was no, he was my favorite person. Like I would love like saying goodbye to him for college was like the hardest thing. I almost dropped out of college. Yeah. Because I wanted I I couldn't handle not being there for him. And like I remember he would hate this. um, But (laughs) because he's such a tough he's a rough, tough 15 year old now. Tanner. Tanner, Yeah. But I remember I was driving him to tell him like I have to leave and I'm not going to be here like all the time. Like he would ask like can dustin come over can can he hang out with me so i would drive and hang out with him after school or in between shows or whatever and i remember having to when i drove with him and i sat him in my car and i go hey buddy i have i have to go to college which means i'm not gonna be here all the time and i remember he looked at me and he started to cry and he hugged me and he just goes i don't want you to go and that shit broke my heart like i was a mess like he was my favorite person like i've never loved anything more than being a big brother now he's a fucking little asshole. It's fifteen year old <laughs> thinks he can beat my ass. But I remember those those moments, Tanner. If you're listening, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I, mean, I still have That's those cute so moments. Cute. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I'm all emotional. Fucking right off the bat, Sorry. Julia. God well, damn it. Good to start from the beginning. Um. And so then after college, you moved to Chicago. Well, I guess you stayed in in Lincoln for a hot second. Yep. Worst decision of my life for a little bit. Okay. But I mean, it was. We yeah. Live and we learn. We live and we learn. Um, Shit happens, and then you you do that, and then move to Chicago. Remind me what brought you out to Chicago. Was it friends, or was it just like you wanted another step, or what was it? (laughs) The the thing that brought me to Chicago was that show right here. So the show on my desk called Crashing Flamingos that you did with Eric Little. No, 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 no. This is this is my first professional show. show. You did. You saw it. You came. You came to Chicago to see it. Oh, I remember this now. It was. Oh, I remember the show now. I remember I was going through such a hard time and I was like, oh, I haven't done theater. I haven't done this. I'm, I'm literally working at this job that me and my girlfriend broke up. I'm, I'm sad and depressed as shit. And I, you know, Ad, our friend, your boyfriend now, Adam yeah. moved. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
but he was in Chicago and was like, Dustin, just come visit Chicago. Everyone was trying to get me out there. I was so afraid. I didn't know where to go. Um, I was in like a dead spot. And I went out to Chicago for that audition. Mm-hmm. And I had another audition booked. And there was this crazy uh, winter storm or some shit mm. that canceled two of my other auditions. But this one I got right away. So I had this audition. And then they called me back. But it was going to be a week later. So I extended my stay for a week, doing nothing in Chicago, just getting fucked up, hanging out with friends, <laughs> and waiting for this callback. This show paid me a total of $300. Nice. Um, but I was so, like, I just, it was my first professional audition. I wanted to do something. And I remember I just, I was waiting for that callback. I was sleeping on my friend Tony's uh, couch. And <laughs> I was just chilling for a week like all through the day i would start to like wait around to do shit or whatever just waiting for this one callback and went to my first professional callback and then i was leaving the next day almost missed that audition because i went out with our friend colton and adam the oh, night no. before oh, to this uh, country bar in chicago the next morning i was puking blood <gasps> oh i was horrible i almost skipped the callback so i was like i'm done i can't even move I didn't want to go anywhere. Was it was fucking horrible. I had n- never been that drunk. Like there's stories about that night where Adam could even tell you where I was buying, you know how sometimes you go to those um the bathroom and there's people there that have like to hand wash like they're yeah. like, "Hey, can I help you get yes. the I was bringing shots back to that guy. <laughs> I would go to the bar, buy shots, and then keep feeding him shots. That is the most Dustin thing I've ever it's heard. It's ridiculous. Of. I got thrown out of the bar. Adam and Scott. what was the bar's name? I can't remember. Oh, okay. I can't remember. Okay. It's this one country bar that I always like to go to. Yeah, there. I think I know what bar. You're um, about. yeah, I can't remember what it was though. Mm. But I remember, like, I was blackout. I, I got kicked out. I tried to fight numerous people. Um, <laughs> I spent so much money, money I did not have to spend. Sure. And I looking at my credit, like my card statement the next day, I was like, what the fuck? And I was yelling at Adam. I was like, dude, why did you let me spend this much? I'm like, have you ever talked to you drunk, Dustin? Oh, yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> You're like, you, you, you literally threatened to kill, like, beat yep. my ass if yep. I didn't let you do this. I was like, Jesus, Dustin, that's ridiculous. Totally. But didn't, uh, was just so gone. And the next, like, rallied myself to go to this callback. And then on my way driving back home, they called me and said, hey, we're giving you, we want to make sure we're booking you first or giving you the role first before we call anybody else. We know you're in this transition period. They offered to house me. Oh wow! The directors of the the owners of the company, um, um, uh, with the crash for the tel- the toll theater. Um, they they were so lovely to me, and they like offered to house me because they knew I was going through all this stuff. We had this whole like personal conversation, which is I don't even know if that's probably why I got it, but I had this personal connection with them. They offered to house me. They were like, "We'll we'll give you what we can, but we really want you." And Aww. it was like the coolest thing. And then I flew. I just said, I'm moving to Chicago. And I flew back. I remember calling Miles. I mean, like, I got it. And like, he was like freaking out for me because he knew how much I was going through. Just yeah. like I wanted to act again. And even having a couple months where you're not doing that. It was. Um, and I just moved out for that show. I remember and this now. And I remember loving the show. I yeah, I was literally it. Joey. I was like wearing a Speedo. Yeah. I walked out. No shirt. Just yeah. a Speedo. And that was it. Yeah. It was fucking. It's hysterical. I was a I was a deaf 
a deaf guy, so I had to always look at the actor uh-huh. when I was saying my lines because I was supposed to be able to read lips. Uh-huh. But sometimes I'd be saying the lines and I wouldn't look at them. They're like, Dustin, you can't do that. Yeah. Your character <laughs> read lips. If you don't look at them, you're not uh, you're not supposed to know what they're saying. <laughs> but it was fucking awesome. It was uh my the, the world premiere of the show. It was so cool. I met so many people because of that. Like I've had the guy uh, Jim Henry who wrote it. He's listened to some of my writing, like all the kind of shit. But it's yeah, that was a long tangent. But yeah, that's why no, I went to I Chicago. Love that. And that, that helps me re- remember why, because I, I couldn't remember. Um, and then you went you went through some shit in, in Chicago, but did you, like, for the most part, like, how many years? Was it a year and a half? I was not even two? there a year. I was only there 10 oh. months. What oh, sucks okay. about Chicago is time Chicago. Is confusing. It really is, right? You never know how much fucking time about <laughs> anything. Um, it was always hard, because I, Chicago's incredible, but when you go to some place where your mind is not there, mm-hmm. you're... It, it ruins everything for you. Mm-hmm. I have, no matter what I was doing, I was fighting so many things in Chicago. I was fighting my anxiety. I was fighting depression every day. Like, it was rough. And, like, I had to have a talk. Like, I couldn't memorize my lines because I was so sad every day. And having talks with um, the directors and the owners of the company and like, they'd be like, Dustin, we, we think you're great. It's just like, are you going? And like having these talks, telling them what I'm going through. And it was hard. And like trying to make connections with the people, like it's hard sometimes to talk about and relive. Like mm-hmm. I met some incredible people. Like I met a girl there that was phenomenal, but I just couldn't give her any, like my head wasn't there. Yeah. I couldn't. And then that's when I drastically said, I'm leaving Chicago and moving to New York. And it was and the best was decision. Transition like? It was crazy because I didn't know what I was fucking doing. I didn't even know why I was moving here. I couldn't give like a good reason. The reason was like I can do bigger things here, which was true, but I didn't know. I had no fucking idea. Like Chicago was hard. The first couple months I was making no money. I had yeah. no money to pay for anything. My car was my dad was paying for my car every month. Like I couldn't pay for shit. I had finding a job was horrible. I couldn't do anything. Like, I was so bad. And then everything was going good. I worked, I started working at this place called Kinder Care. And that's when I really started, like, every day was just teaching kids. And I was mm-hmm. this lead teacher teaching fucking toddlers how to do shit. And it was fucking incredibly fulfilling, but I still wasn't happy. And yeah. it was just, nothing was working. And I was like, I have to make one more big change. And used all my money to fucking move out to New York. And ended up working out. Yeah. But it was fucking <laughs> sure scary. Sure did. Look at you now. It was crazy. It was fucking nuts. But yeah. Was- did you automatically, when you moved to New York, start auditioning, or did you take a hot second? I was lucky enough to get a role right away. So when and what I f- role was that? Was a uh, um um man um well, the gallery player is a few good men. That movie. Oh, oh right. Oh, I, yes, I know yeah. it well. <laughs> it was. You don't, you don't need to. Qualify I had moved out. Started. I moved here. Had the interview with Kids Club lined up before I got here. Luckily, was hired on the spot, and then. Um, within a week and a half, our friend Maggie was stage managing that show. Right. And sh- they were looking like, I need a big time soldier looking guy. And mm-hmm. she's like, I know a guy. And then they reached out to me, went in, got the role. And then I had that show for the first three months. And I was, it was a saving, like, it was a saving grace because you felt like I was prepared to not act for a year. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not gonna. You needed that. Yeah, I needed it. Helped me feel like even as simple as it was, like it was a nothing role, but it was something to get me started, meet people. Yeah. Then meeting that person, I said like, "Hey, I want to do a show with Dustin. There he plays this lead in this show." 
And then from there, I did another show. And then from there, I did another show. And my first year, I had like three or four shows in my first year where I thought I wasn't going to be acting for a whole year and a half. Yeah, I remember you being very successful. I mean, not about really successful, but I like always had no, something you were doing I was something. doing. It's huge. It was crazy because I never thought it was because people would always tell me I'm not, I'm not the guy that's going to make it in New York. I wouldn't be able to. That's not my. That's not who I am. Listen, fuck those people. Fuck those people. Whoever would say something that negative about another human being <laughs> sucks. I mean, so yeah, people just like to say shit, say bad shit about fucking everybody. So you easily transitioned into the acting side of New York, but like living wise, like was it a culture shock or was it good for you to transition from Chicago? It helped me to be in Chicago because I was so scared because like even, you know, I never wanted to move here. You know, when I visited here for the first time, I was like, not a fucking shot. Oh, I know. Not a shot. It was the first time he was ever on an airplane. First time I was on an airplane. Was told it was gonna crash into the fucking ocean by Adam. By Adam, <laughs> dickhole, and <laughs> was so scared. I was. We were in Times Square that whole time, yeah. and I'll, I'll always say those. Though Greg Roderick, I guess, saved me because he told me you cannot, um, <laughs> you can't base New York off of Times Square because that's the touristy thing. Like, there's so much more. Which now, yeah, I know there's so much things. I fucking hate going there if oh, I have God. to for auditions yeah. or shit like that. But like, I don't. I it helped me being Chicago because it was like still Midwest, but Mm -hmm. it was a city. I understood the transportation side of it a little bit more, but I I don't know what it was. I think just certain things clicked luckily for me in the first month that it really helped me get like the scariest place where all my friends and family are like, how the fuck are you in New York? Right. It somehow helped me. and I don't know what it was, but everything clicked to make it work. It worked. And I don't know why. I think my Midwestern Nebraska country boy bullshit was helped me like meet people. They yeah. were so fascinated when I tell them I'm from Nebraska. Um, I remember one of my first Shakespeare shows I did, like the director was from my hometown in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And it just uh, it spun off from there and it helped me. And then I found a job that allowed me, paid me good money that allowed me to audition, do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And it worked out. It's kind of weird. I don't understand that. I think I can. Out very easily connect with you on that because mine Mm -hmm. was very similar was i never like had a lease in chicago but dating adam and living with him as much as i did like in those years really helped me realize that i want an even bigger city i went from like a small little baby city milwaukee (laughs) then like a medium city chicago and i was like okay wait i know how many people are in milwaukee a lot. Not, I was about to it's say, it's not bitty. I was about to say, it's like, no, I know, you about? I know, I know, it's a big city, you, but you know, it was like, a, I grew Compared up in this New York, Midwest suburb, nothing. and it's probably a lot bigger than like your city, you oh, know, yeah, and definitely. so, but I can relate on that where I felt like I did a good, like, one, two, three move, yeah. and then I felt like people connected with me because I'm a kind Midwest person, so I know exactly what you're talking about, and it's also like, we're very, very lucky the amount of support that we have in the city just being Nebraska yeah. Wesleyan alums. Yeah. Um, that is very unique. Like, we're literally having a giant Friendsgiving on Thursday. Yeah, with like 16 this plus Thursday's people. Coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's crazy. We are so lucky in people. that sense. And that is what is so hard about New York, I feel like, for most people is like, it's an abundance of people, but where do you find your people? And I think that we are lucky that we already had at least a basis of that. Did you feel like it was hard for you to break away from when you come to a city like those safety nets? Like, yeah, you can hang out with your college friends, but I always found it apparent, like, I'm going to make friends with everybody else that I, yes. other people. Yes, I, I am. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, right when I moved here, I stayed in my bubble of, of Nebraska Wesleyan people. And then when I got back from the cruise, 
I had another bubble of like cruise ship people that were no. not Wesleyan people. Yeah, you but, fucking had a cruise ship right away. But after that, I made a point to make New York friends. And now my New York friends are yeah. bleed into my Wesleyan friends. Yeah, because it all connects. I yeah. mean, you just bring them all together and it's like, it's like a, you're just fucking making a chain of people that you, tr- and it just builds. And, and that's, that's what's beautiful about New York, I feel, yeah. is like it is a link to a link to a link. There's connection upon a connection. Um, there's always. one person. There's one person that's sitting on the subway that has some sort of connection to you. Yeah. At all times, probably. I just probably. made that up. I don't know if that's an actual <laughs> statistic. I don't know if that's a factual fucking thing. But I'm thing, sure but it's, yeah, you know, six degrees of separation. Um, but Kevin your Bacon. job, Kids Club, is so intri- intriguing to me because you've been able to move up throughout the years. So you started at, like, the baseline. Yeah, I just did like parties on the weekends where I dress up like a fuck character. And, so like, tell us kids. about Case Club and like what I mean, it's, it's about. It was always I know there's um I mean it's in Richmond Preschool Center. Like I, my annoyance is when people tell me it's a daycare, and I'm like, all right, call it daycare. I make more money than you do. Fucking daycare. like I don't care. <laughs> it's fine with me. But like I would always get annoyed with that because it's not I'm not just sitting there watching kids. Like I'm teaching them things. Like I've taught so many. Um, like I'm teaching classes, but it's an enrichment preschool center. And it has its ups and downs. No one will. I'll never tell you it wasn't. I've had times where I wanted to quit. I've had rough times. But the thing with me personally, they've done nothing but treated me okay. But it was also my goal was like, I'm going to make myself indispensable to be like, there's a reason that Dustin's here. Like, I'm going to be that guy that gets this and this. Like, I'm the reason I'm the highest. Good for you. I wanted to make sure that I was, I'm going to be, we can't let Dustin go. So I can do my other things too. And sometimes I had to sacrifice like, yeah, I got to work a lot. I'm working a lot or whatever. But I know that when I say I have to do this because this is where my heart is, I have to go on this audition. I need this time off to do this, whatever it is. I thought that I just was like, I'm going to make sure I'm financially stable because that was an important thing to me. Because I remember not being financially stable in Chicago. I was like, I'm not fucking doing that. Yeah, it's horrible. And I think sometimes... I mean, that's probably a discussion like some actors will be like, well, then you're never going to be a full time actor or whatever. I don't agree with that. I think that if you only if I think and I can take care of everything I need to take care of, but I just work harder and make sure that I got to find the other way around it. But I'm also not that person getting going to these equity calls at 4 a.m. Right. My big auditions are because of how I meet people. Mm -hmm. That's how it's always worked for me here. But I made sure that the job could take care of me. I made sure I'm in this great standing. To where everyone knows who I am, I'm being taken care of, I'm indispensable in the company, and then I just kept trying to move up, and I I almost left during the summer, I was like, I can't do this like, unless I'm getting something, and then I got the next thing, and I'm yeah. like, I just keep... Where you're at right now, yeah. Yeah, and it's been... What's it? What's the time. title of your... Uh, senior trainer, so like, I just yeah. go around training people and everything, and then running, like, interview people, and all this kind of stuff. Salary's a weird thing. It's cool though. Yeah, I never I, felt I was ever going to be a salaried employee. But can't here we even are. wrap my head around it. I'm so it's, it's so a weird excited thing, right? for it's you. Like, uh, <laughs> actors are like, "What's salary?" Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So you transition from interacting with kids every day to now you're talking to adults. Well, I mean, it's it's different. Like I still interact with the kids, but like, okay. yeah, it's not like I have my set mm-hmm. my schedule. Like, oh, it's only Mr. Dustin. Now I'm trying to teach people. Like my goal is to create. Other Mr. Dustin's, it sounds, I don't know, it sounds cocky. No, I love that. Fuck. No, it's But great. it's about trying to create people. Like, why is Dustin's classes so good? Why do people keep coming to his classes? My goal is then to create those people everywhere. That's phenomenal. So, so everybody has that teacher that's like, that's the guy. You're a celebrity. Like, it's so cool. 
the amount like my like I always say like I'm a celebrity on the fucking Upper East Side from Second Avenue to yeah. Third Avenue on 67 <laughs> 67th Street. It's like I'll ha- I've had kids run across streets to come hug me. Like it's fucking crazy. Like I literally had to run across the street, pick up like can't do that. There's cars here, right? <laughs> uh, we're in your- but it's it's been the most fulfilling thing, and it's different than like I know just some other jobs. Like I love the fulfillment of it, where I get totally. to be with kids. And then I think the funniest thing is people are like I don't know how the fuck anyone ever taught you to be with kids, which I think is interesting. Who or like, says that? Just people because they, they know me as the drunken fucking snapback wearing motherfucker that goes and gets fucked up, and I get okay, that. Okay, I guess. But you know, we all have different things. But like, I've been around kids since I was fucking. My mom was a childcare provider. Yeah. All I've ever done was be around kids. I knew how to change a diaper before I knew how to fucking do anything else. Like. It's one of those things where I think when you know, like people talk about like what your calling is in the world, mm-hmm. I am naturally good with kids. It's just, it's easy. If I wanted, to, if I, if my feeling wasn't to want to be an actor or perform or be like entertainment wise, I would be a teacher, which is why I've always kept that because I know I'm naturally good at that. I can't, there's just certain things that you're naturally good at. Totally. And I'm naturally good. I can get a two year old to stop crying. I don't fucking know why, but I can. Yeah. I can connect with them, and I don't know what it fucking is, but that's always been like people are like you're born to be a teacher, Dustin. I'm like, yeah, but I want to be an actor, so it's right. always that. But I've been able to at least kind of bridge both and still have both at some point. You've nailed it. You've nailed it. You're, you're, you have the best job for that. Is <laughs> is it flexible now that you've been promoted? Um, what is your next step in terms of acting? Which I know everyone hate. All actors hate that question, especially since we're around the holidays season, and we're all going to get this question <laughs> know, in right? a month or so. What are you but, doing still? Yeah, what like, are you up fuck to? Off, what's your, what's your next project? No one gives a shit. But seriously, um, like, what is your next? It's definitely hard right now. I think with because you have more responsibility. Like, I have to be more professional and everything. I just, I'm lucky that I have something that I'm working towards in March. And I have that, so that's all my focus has been for the show in March. Yeah. But I don't... Can you I, talk about harder. that at all? Can, I'm doing a TV show for NBC in March, but I don't know what the title is. It's right. a test pilot. Yeah. Which I would love for people to fucking tell me exactly what a test pilot works for for them, because right. I've heard so many different things with it. But um, I'm not technically allowed to talk too much about it, because right. I had to sign an NDA for it. Of course, it. yeah, yeah. But it's... Well, that's exciting. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it's just one of the, but I've learned so much about those, like those, some, these test pilots are weird. Like I've never, I was never trained on TV. Like you weren't, like we never do that no, in college for our acting. Not I, at all. I've learned all those shit on the go, but it's, I have that. I, it's harder. I will say like making time to, this is my full-time job, mm-hmm. but I've, I try, I will say doing the stage theater though is harder now. Like I've put that part on the back burner, mm-hmm. but I feel like I'm like, I need to have the money to do what I want to do right now. And I've also sometimes come to the realization that I think that maybe acting was never my thing mm. in the sense where I've used this a bit like certain actors where they live and bleed it, bleed it. I love it. I love entertainment, though. I love it more in a general thing. I love doing this, mm-hmm. like this podcast and connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes my skill set, even in acting, is bringing myself out to it. Now I connect with people. I've never really considered myself a phenomenal actor sometimes like sometimes i think in the past couple of years with the two years with all this quarantine i'm like god i feel like i don't even know how to act anymore um really yeah i think i think i can like i did one i did a reading yeah, you're a great actor Zoom. i don't know what you're talking about but... i know but i i don't think i've ever seen myself that way mm, i I've, get that i get that i've been told that I've, mm. pe- people are assholes i've heard a lot of shit people say a lot of shit who's who's, pe- who's just people? people like i remember 
Love my boy Steve Labetz. I remember once he told me, and like and this is not just about college, but I've like he told me once he's like, you're never gonna get a role because you're acting. You're only gonna get it because you're a manly looking guy. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. So then I always was oh, every back of my head was like, I hold on to shit. I'm a stubborn motherfucker. I do too. And I'm like, all right, I'm not talented. So I always felt like I was proving to be like I'm actually a talented actor. I yeah. wanted to do the things I wasn't actually good at. But I'm right there I, with you. Yeah. What do you what do you feel? You feel like you're fucking phenomenal though. Yeah, I told you that. I remember telling you talking to you that when you were like a freshman. I was like, you're the greatest fucking actor. I'm just now seen. realizing how fucking amazing I am at everything I do. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but seriously, As no. You fucking should. I what I what I'm saying is I'm right there with you. And like I remember what like I don't want to name names, but I remember some friends like especially freshman year that would make comments, you know, to me that have stuck with me in the past nine years of my life. Yeah. And it's like, at the end of the day, their opinion doesn't matter. They're, they were just as much rookies as I was in that situation. Yeah. So, But I get it where you're like that. You know, I think that most people are like that. but um, And they just don't talk about it. But we yeah. hold on to things. And, and as actors and especially at the art program, <laughs> it was like, what? We hold on to it even we, more. Yeah. Like, and we, we also, hold on to everything. Our job is to take in what people say about us but i think that at the end of the day the most successful actors are the ones that just like do what they think is right yeah and it's yeah i i totally agree with that i think i think that there's i sometimes have to be reminded of it but i have i will have to say i put definitely put it on the back burner and i don't know if it's because i'm like i'm only focused on this one project that's going to happen so i'm taking care of myself right now with everything um but I definitely miss it. There's times I fucking, I will see something and I'm like, I fucking miss doing that. But I also, sometimes the rat race really was starting to get to me. I'm like, what am I going to do? Do this show that's going to pay me this, this much when I'm going to make way more doing what, like I've had those kinds of talks. So I'm a little bit more selective. Not that I don't need, I'm not some famous fucking actor. Oh, I don't have any right to be selective, you know, but personally, I just don't. I'm not going to do it sh- unless it's with friends or something I'm taking care of or I'm doing personally that I'm with people or I'm doing because I want to. I'm not going to sit in line for an equity call for fucking. I just don't want to do that. Right you know now. your worth. Yeah. I That's- mean, it's as a person. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. No, and as an actor, you know, you, you now you know your worth. Like I, I'm right there with you. And I what I think is so admirable from my perspective of you is that you have been able to toe the line of like having a job that. Now you've been able to move up. Now you are salary. And but you still have a project that you are looking forward to. And I think from specifically our program, we were trained like always be working on something. But if yeah. you have something lined up, then live your best life until yeah. that and not don't pressure yourself. And I think it's cool and I'm in a position in my life where I am like do I want to keep bartending? I really am craving a salaried job. Yeah. And it's, but I still want to direct perform. And so I think it's cool that you've been able to kind of like toe that line. I've not been able to do that. And so I'm very impressed by that. I think that's really cool. I mean, it's, oh, thank you. Oh, that was so nice, Julia. Oh my God. Um, no, I think yeah, it's. Yeah, fuck you. I'll just <laughs> add, you, add a little bit of yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that's me. what I always do. I give someone a compliment. Like, I literally, this girl today, I was like, you have a pretty dress. They're like, oh, thanks, Tess. I'm like, it should be blue, though. I have no idea why I do that. <laughs> do you want to unpack that now? No, it's literally nothing. It's, could... it's nothing, though. I just do that, though. I don't know what it is. Like, I'm like, <laughs> but I'm but I'm also a mean guy, too. Like, I'm not. 
I don't. Oh my god! I just funny. find it funny because it's like it's like oh, that's nice shoes. I'm like, ah, it could be a little wider. Like I don't. You know where I'm that stems weird. from? That vodka crayon story. Is that what it is? Yeah, your dad was like, <laughs> I can do anything for drink good. possible, but I can also beat the shit out and, of anyone in this room. So maybe give that's a fuck about maybe, maybe that's what it is. How you gotta charge you me, me for like therapy. That? I probably do. How dare you read me <laughs> like that, Julia? Um, but. I know that like on the podcast where I was the guest, we talked about a a little bit about our friendship, but we kind of talked about like how it started and I kind of want to touch on how it's blossomed because we've been on a journey um, where like, you know, we were good friends in college for many reasons and then we kind of like petered out for a hot second when Adam and I broke up. How many and, times is Adam going to be brought into this? Podcast? I don't know. Adam, I love you. Um, so then we kind of petered out. And then we reconnected back when I moved here because of the Packers. Oh, God bless them. They, they're, the, they're the answer to everything. Um, you know, we started watching games together again, going to the Whalen, like watching at our apartments or whatever it was. And we've gone through a lot. You know, yeah. we've dated each other's best friends. We've not dated each other's best friends. We've been, you know, watching Packer games for so long. I just like, I think that it's beautiful how our relationship has progressed. Yeah, I think. And now you go. <laughs> <laughs> now you go. Yeah, sorry. Had to plug in my fucking thing. Um, No, I, I've loved that. I think. <laughs> We've had our ups and downs. Like, mm-hmm. we've already talked about why. Like, the moments we've... We've never really stopped talking. I think you're an interesting person. Okay. Where I think you're... <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm not going to say this right, right? Oh. So, thank God. Yeah, don't ever knock my $400 mic like I'm that so ever sorry. fucking again, Julia. I'm so sorry. Jesus Christ. Um, I think... <laughs> I was trying to think this. I'm not going to word this again. Drinking podcasts, I don't say things that smart. You haven't, sometimes I think you're like, you're almost like, I think that we've gotten even more chill around each other, which like, but I think sometimes you're always, you don't let yourself go all the time. Mm. It's kind of the same. What? I black out all the time. No, you bla- <laughs> but I think sometimes you always seemed, you always kind of seemed reserved in a certain sense. I don't know how, that might, you, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm not correct. And again, I'm probably not using the fucking right word, but I think you've we you just have opened up more we're like mm. we're we're hanging out and we're talking we're chilling and maybe this is more my anxiety and it makes no fucking sense but it just has it's seen the past like the years that we've been living in new york together when we like reconciled and talked and everything mm-hmm. like we can just chill and talk and hang out yeah i don't I, know I, am i am i that makes probably no sense no no i think that makes a lot of sense i think that um I think reserved is the wrong word. I think that... um, I never use the right word. No, it's okay. Not not against you. You're still great. But um, (laughs) (laughs) no, I think that I just um, can be a bit... I I, like have very bad anxiety and I always want the other person to be more comfortable than I am. Why is that? Um, I'm just a people pleaser, I think. I think that... Which is a fine thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's to my detriment. So now I'm trying to speak more on my behalf and speak more for myself. But no, I yeah. think that there are a lot of times where I probably was like in a situation where I wanted to make someone comfortable and I didn't want to talk about myself or my vulnerabilities. That and makes a lot more sense. I see that now that you're telling me that. I'm like, yeah, she does do that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I always want to make the people comfortable around me and I'll just figure, I'll just mold to that. 
instead mm-hmm. of instead of being like you guys mold to me. Mm-hmm. But now I'm starting to try and do that more. With that comes with age and with therapy and with yeah. with the I'm choosing now the right people to be around that will allow me to do that. Um, but this is not a podcast about me. But <laughs> no, I will say that it's it's helps yeah living with you in the city alone and like now you know before we were always like together as friends because we were dating each other's friends and now we just have our i mean we've always had our own separate friendship but now even more so because we're adults and we are like in our prime in the city and we've been able to like really yeah but it's always interesting because i think because like i've never gone away from that with you like personally like you've always been We've had that connection, like our own connection, where I was, I always, like, I know we probably talked about it, like, my protective Mm -hmm. with you is, like, fucking ridiculous. Like, the amount, you know, we talked the last time on our podcast, like, I almost beat this dude's ass because of how he was talking to you or being around you. That dude at the bar. um, Oh, right. That was great. But I have that initial... reaction towards i don't know what it is like he's like my own personal bodyguard that buys me drinks (laughs) it's great (laughs) i don't i don't know what it is like it's it's sometimes it's weird and i i think i appreciate the fact that you appreciate that oh it's great and you don't take it like a wrong way no like some people could think like oh he's why it's kind of creepy that he's so whatever i'm like i just don't i there those are my people you're my people I would love to remember. I wish I could remember the first time we ever talked. Because I don't fucking remember the first time we ever talked. Like, I don't remember what our first encounter was. I don't either. But I remember just naturally being like, I'm taking care of her. Yeah. And I don't know what it was. It was an instant, instant like. And I needed that because I don't have any siblings. Um, and so I pre- I always appreciate that for sure. You're. I, w- I was thinking about this the other day. Has anyone ever asked you if me and you were dating? Probably. I was trying to think. I can't think if anyone ever has. I don't think. I, don't I remember think a couple so. people have asked me something. Like, but I was like, it seemed like you were always the first like girlfriend that I had. That like it was never like you're a beautiful girl. Like it's yeah, not, but it was you. yeah, yeah. But it, I, I never. It was just like initial like this is my person Friendship. that I'm not. Yeah, and I think yeah. I haven't really had that with girls too much which yeah. naturally i'm like yeah julia's hot as shit but right, like i'm yeah, not and ditto. she's my friend yeah but like i think i think that's also something special about totally like it's it's weird i don't know how that happens not I a fucking know. clue because like any other when i think that about other girlfriends that mm-hmm. i've had where it's like we either maybe tried and then we became friends or one of us thought one thing the other sure. thought whatever and then we're friends but like it it's weird. It was just like, I was thinking about this today, just like this mutual, like, we're, we're like going to be best friends. I don't know. Yes. And I think you're probably the only person I can really think of that I've had that with. Honestly, I don't know. Because, I mean, maybe part of it is because we've dated each other's best friends before that no we're one has ever be like, obvious. circle of yeah. bullshit that we're in. Yeah, maybe. But... <laughs> But no, I've, I don't think I've ever really, really gotten that question. But with like with Justin, I get that question all the time, which is so crazy because I would never even. He's also like, That's but so he's weird. like my little brother. He's like your little brother. Yeah, because he's two years younger. So it's like, you know, so it's like, but I got that question all the time with him, but not with you. So that is interesting. Oh, fuck everybody. How about that? How dare you think that I can't nab Julia? No, 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 no. That's not how what I'm saying. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that's interesting that there is that difference. I think it is. It's weird. I don't It is confusing that people would think one way. Because you or naturally another. think that about, like, I mean, people just always do that, right? You always have people like, oh, you're totally. dating. Like, you're talking about our friend Justin. And like, let me just do a PSA. Girls and guys that are both straight can be best friends and never ever kiss or fuck. Like, you think, Listen, that you is think, just the moral of the story. Do you think 
that's point blank because I think I used to think someone's had some attraction in some way or the other. I used I to kind that- of always think that. But again, like I'm saying, you're probably the only person I I haven't I don't know. I think I I used to think there was a time where it was just always if you're friends, one of you liked each other and the other one didn't, and then you squashed it and now you're mm. cool. Now that could be completely wrong and ridiculous, but you're totally right. Like they can. I could name five guys that I would consider my five guy best friends that all are attractive and beautiful. I think that I think that if you're friends with someone, you're attracted to them either physically or mentally first, and then you base it off of that. Even mm-hmm. like, even if like as a straight woman, I am mentally attracted to Megan, for example. Let's say. Okay, I was like, I literally took me. I was like, oh, okay, that oh, got it. Mentally got attracted it. to Megan, and then I can appreciate her physical attractiveness, but I am not attracted to that because I am straight. Yeah. Um, but I've had women that I'm physically attracted to, then I become friends with them because I'm also then attracted to them mentally. Mm. So I think there is always an attractive There's some quality situation that with friends. That's it's that's why it's like that's a relationship. That's like the first instinct that happens. Either when mental you're with. or physical. Yeah. Um Do you think, oh, here's the age old question. Are you more does a phys- is a physical the first thing or is it the mental or can, like if you're dating somebody, what's the first thing that gets you you know how some people are like is it the physical attraction first or is it the mental connection i think personality um that's hard to say i i think it depends on the relationship but definitely mentally yeah you mean like dating like i think i don't know actually i think it's kind of i know it sounds selfish but it's like the physical thing is the first thing we ever see right Right. now i physically come to talk like i'm physically friends with this person because i start start talking to her now yeah, she's pretty, so why would I not, like, talk to her? Right. You know? And I think that's always the first thing that we do, whether it blossoms into that next step at all, I guess. But I always... You're right. It is physical. It yeah. is physical I think, at first. I think it's just, like, it has to be. I mean, I mean, but I know some people, like, what's... I don't know what the term is, and I don't want to butcher it, but, like, some people that they're not um, sexually attracted to someone unless they have some personal connection with them. There's yeah. like a, it's some, It's called something. Yeah. Um. I don't want to butcher it, so I'm not going to make it up. I don't but. know the name, but. You believe in love and first sight. This this goes into this conversation. So this is really interesting. So I don't know if the listeners are cool with like the behind the scenes of this, but sometimes when he has guests, he like has a form. Yeah. And I was really nervous about interviewing. I was like, please send me the form. I need some sort of like something to like help like me with this, off of, yeah. which was really helpful. And what I found really interesting, I f- found out a lot about you that I, again, I didn't know about you. Those answers were so random. I it was great. And I, I, can't, I just I, was giving you shit. It was, I was great. like, this is what I'm thinking in this moment. <laughs> and I was, just, um, I, I actually had it. fun doing that, <laughs> but. And yeah. at one point it says, I believe in love at first sight. Have you ever fallen in love at first sight yet? I think, I think yes. If I break it down, mm-hmm. I think there's probably, I think that there's a, I have a moment or two connection when I'm like her and I can't say why. Um, I always say it's because of the eyes. It's just something. Now, I think I fall in love too quick, which is why I kind of hinder myself from going there, which is why I don't ever say I've had a lot of girlfriends. I've had flings. I've had things, but I don't get into that. Like girlfriend level is the next mm-hmm. thing. But I'm like, 
if I see somebody, I think there's an immediate connection if I really want that to. And if it's not there, it doesn't last or whatever. Fine. I know that I want to continue with that person very quick. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I don't I would not talk to another girl if this one and I work out. I I think probably well, what if she's batshit crazy? Then you you learn in the fucking end. But like, I think any girl that I've been like, this is my girlfriend now. There was something right mm. away. And I guess love at first sight might be too hard. But I definitely was like this. Yeah, I'm like, I'm infatuated with her. Okay, no matter what it is, it's a connection that I can't ever explain. It's so something in the defi- eyes that I can't ever. Your definition is different than like what the movies portray. I guess, yeah. Like, it's love, like you can I have love to marry multiple her. people, right? So maybe you love this person, but it doesn't work out. But you, you're saying that every person that you've fallen in love with, that you've had a connection with, you've been able to kind of tell from the get-go. That there's something that I want to con- make it longer where I'm like, I, I see, want, but you I think I'm, you're I'm not going to end up with that person. I could not, but I always want that to be the end goal. Um, of course. Yeah, I think yeah. I've only been, if I ever say like, if I had to say like, I was only in love where I was like, I'm fatuated, like mm-hmm. probably maybe twice, I guess. Okay. Like you have your first one in high school, mm-hmm. you know, that first girl that's like the first person. Um, <laughs> But then it's like, that's shit. Who's that fucking real? Is the high school love real? Like, fucking, is it? For some people, yeah. Sometimes it is. Um, <laughs> shout out, April. Um, oh, my God, April. <laughs> April. Um, but, like, you have that. But then there's also, like, the one that's like. But the, isn't there, like, a, a stat that's like, you fall in love, like, three times? I've held is on to a this stat? a little bit where it's like you fall in love for the first one okay. that hurts in the moment, but it doesn't linger. Mm. Then you have your second, your worst one that lingers. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's the one that hurt you. Mm. Like you were all in with that one. And then it's, it's lingers for however long until you find that third one. That's it. Now I have no idea. I do remember reading that. It could have been on fucking Facebook or Instagram. I'm admitting that, but I've read something like that. Um, but I don't know. I mean, in love, I just think that there's a reason where I think if you really like somebody, you know, at the get go, if they're like, I want to continue this. I mm. don't believe in the wish washy. I might like them. It's almost like the yes is a yes. The maybe is a no. If you're like, ah, maybe, I mean, eh, he's kind of cute. I'm like, why are you wasting your time with this person? It's not going to fucking continue. I see that girl. I'm like, she is fucking I'm and I'm infatuated with her. I'm mm-hmm. all like, that's a yes. I'm like. The ones that's where you get the fuck boys and the the players when they're like they're talking to multiple girls and shit because they don't care about enough about that person. If you're with somebody or same with a girl like you're with somebody that you actually like, yeah, this one you don't want to do that. I think I was always looking for a girl that maybe want to do that. And I've only had that maybe twice Twice. where I was like, I don't even look at other girls. I don't. Yeah, I respectfully disagree. But I think so. Then what do you believe? I don't believe in love and first sight, but I also, I believe in uh, situational love. What do you mean by that? Which is not very romantic, but um, I mean, if we're talking about the relationship I'm in right now with Adam. How many times is Adam, I I would like to take notes. I don't know, but I'm so excited for him to listen to this podcast. Adam's the one listener we're going to have on this fucking Um, episode. No, but I think that I knew him for a year. Almost a year into uh before you know he was dating Stacy and then um yeah I love how open you are bringing out these names I just love that I just love it it makes me happy I mean it's life right this know, is right? this okay. is my thing I I saw people are like who's Stacy oh oh Adam's ex 
that's who Stacy is. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but then, so Adam and I started dating because Adam was interested in Brooke. And this is all common knowledge, by the way. I'm not like spoiling it. It's common knowledge to like um, six people. <laughs> and then I was Maria interested in Colton. And so Adam and I were trying to get each Fuck other you, with our best friends. Yeah. I remember that. We walked through Applebee's. I remember that moment. Yeah. And then, and then we decided that we liked each other more. And then we started dating. And, it, and so that was wishy-washy. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't initially like, oh, Adam is the person I want to be with. It was Colton, which was not the right choice. Colton, I love you, but we're not good for each other. Colton. So it's like, you know, so it, I don't think that it was a moment where I was like, oh, he's the one. It just like happened that way. Yeah. And now we found each other again through like Yeah, I mean, your y'all story is fucking crazy. It's like, I mean, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, this just has to work, right? That's like a fairy tale. Like, it has to fucking end. It Do you feel the pressure work. on that? No, actually, no. I, 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 mean, I mean, probably not for, I mean, for me you will because i'm just like this has to like get the this is literally everything i want in life it's like oh yeah the they they left but then they came back and now they're together i'm like that's fucking this is the storybook shit like this has to work motherfucker i think i felt pressure um have a kid so i can be a goddamn godparent oh my god well hold off i'm only fucking how old am i no 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 not not there yet um No, I actually didn't feel that much pressure. I, I at first I did, and when he first got here, I did. But um, no. no, I think that we are good for each other. So cute. She's like blushing over here, people. I'm sweating. Jeez, I don't want to say too gonna... much, but I think that we're on the the right path. No, it's great that you maybe guys, we uh, should we not have Adam listen. To this. Adam's gonna listen to this fucking podcast because if he it. doesn't, he's not my friend anymore. He knows. Don't, that. I don't want to scare you away, Adam. Um, <laughs> no, but it's it, it's a magical thing. I love that you. So that's that. why I believe that true love does not have to be love at first sight because I think that potentially Adam could be my person because he, I think he always has been. It's just taken a second. Things happen in life. Like, yeah. yeah, if you were in the same city, I've you would have d- been together the whole time. And like, honestly, I think things. I needed. Um, to date in between to understand, you know, to figure out what I need and what I like and what I love and how I can communicate and grow yeah. in myself. Yeah. And that's definitely not a love at first sight kind of a story. That's why I believe in it right now. Okay. I, yeah, that's probably the more growth thing. I'm, I'm an immature motherfucker. I that's think. okay. Well, let's move on because I have another question about love for you. Oh, Jesus. Okay. You. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> Hey, Dustin, got another question about love for you. You love sick puppy, which I fucking am. I'm no, like no, that. no, no, no. I just. um. I'm like that, though. I fall in love. I don't. I know I, you do. I hate it. I fucking wish that I didn't. That's why I can't. There's I don't a way to like regulate how much it, I think, I, I Tell me the way to regulate it. I don't I think, know. Have you gone to therapy? One time. Okay. And I think you should well, go. I went a few and times. I, this is not Shout me. Shout out to your boy, Adam. He's the reason I don't go to therapy anymore. Adam is the reason why you don't go to therapy anymore? Yeah. He knows the story. I went to therapy after oh, I graduated over, I don't know if this, maybe this will make the episode, who knows. That's um, okay. And now I want to know. So. In my de- most depression life, I was very, I want to say this, because I know so many people, I think therapy is an incredible thing, and you mm-hmm. should never be ashamed of it. Changed my life. My head was ashamed of it. I wish it wasn't. I fucking don't think it is. You that's shouldn't okay. be. My head thought that way when I started And that's more normal than... Yeah, that is a normal. Opinion. I know it's like it's the same thing. Like the factual is like su- like men's suicide rate is way yeah. higher because yeah. we don't want to talk about things. And I like to talk about things all the time. I share my sensitivities and I'm a very open person. But I had a stigma about it, and I 
started to go and it was very weird. I will say that I don't think my, my therapist vibed as much. We did talk about some things, but I basically was there because of a girl. How'd and you connect with your therapist? What do you mean? Like, like how, how did, did I, you get that specific I, therapist? It was one, I, it was on the fucking, it was on my health insurance that I was just, I picked one. I randomly just picked one. I picked a girl because I was like, maybe that'll be easier to mm. connect with. I don't know. Um, but when I was talking to them, I, it was helping some. And then I remember our lovely friend told the person that I went to therapy for was that I was, that Dustin's going through therapy right now because of you or told her that I was seeing a therapist because of her. Oh, now I remember this. No, I was the one. And then I immediately one. stopped seeing them. I oh, I remember talking. all this. I like shut down completely. This is why you didn't talk to me for a while. Yeah. Okay. Now I remember all of this. This is all coming yeah, back to me. But I had a like a messed up kind of the, the way I thought of therapy, and I was like ashamed of it. Which again, I wish I wasn't. I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't stop. Um, but that's also what prompted me to move to New York too. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I'm done. Like I'm not gonna talk. I'm just gonna move on. I'm gonna I'm gonna tough it out. I'm gonna yeah. be a tough guy. And um, sometimes that mentality helps. Sometimes it doesn't. And it helped me get here. Sure. Um, so I'm never in, I've been here five years now and I'm like, I'm lucky that this place saved me. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I think that, um, with therapy, it's like, this is what my therapist told me. I, I do, I'm not with her anymore because I am 26 and I don't have health insurance, but, uh, good old, good old Jess, <laughs> um, at the time, my therapist, she was like, therapy is like dating. She was like, sometimes it'll take you like six months to get the right therapist. Um, yeah, and I, that's I what's seem, hard about think, it. Yeah. It's a commitment. Yeah. But I was so lucky to have, I like found the right one right in the moment. But I think, and that's what's so scary and draining about therapy. Mm-hmm. But me asking if you're going to therapy is not like a judgmental question at all. I, it helped me so much that I just like to ask my friends that because I just think that everyone should have that conversation with themselves I in their own should. head. But I also think, I think. And it's never too late for therapy. My mom just started therapy like a year ago. But that's also why I think sometimes though, if we as people opened up enough to be there for like, you know how when you're with friends with people and like, you don't want to open up enough. Like you're just like, oh, let's have the basic conversations. That's why sometimes when I'm with my friends, I'm like, tell me how you're doing. Like, I want to listen to you. Mm -hmm. There's, I I literally talked about the one, this episode that will come out before with my friend Kyle. Like, if people were more like me that likes to actually listen to people, shout out to myself, but like, yeah, if people wanted to listen to, if people always wanted to listen to what the other person's saying and not just wait to talk next, I want to listen. I truly always, when you're telling me something, I'm like, all right, tell me, like, you're my, you're my people. So I'm like, why would I not fucking care about what you have to say? It's how you feel. And then we can talk it out as friends. Obviously, I understand the professional side of it. Like that's like I know that they can give a certain amount that like, maybe I can't. Mm-hmm. But I think if a lot of people in your friend group and everybody in the world were like just more apt to listen to their friends, the people that you're close with, it would almost eliminate some of those issues because I truly want to hear. Like sometimes it's almost just venting, right? Maybe I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not. Like, you. Probably, no, I you just want to do a like, devil's advocate. No, for sure, because you. You told me you had a like, great. My therapist literally, like the one time I went was just. 
just sat there and just listened to me. Right. Which was helpful, but didn't give me like too many helpful tips or anything like it takes that. Like a, it takes like six months for them to know your brain enough to give you advice. So yeah, you, you know, know you it on the next the level. Ex- so yeah, you know it on the next the level that I don't know exposition it on, so. of them understanding your childhood trauma and everything. But the mm-hmm. hot take that I want to say with okay. what you just said is something that, shout out to Megan, really helped me with, which her and I have talked about this a lot, so I don't think she'll have a problem with me talking about it at all. I was at the lowest of my lows. I was at a really, really bad point in my life. And I was so dependent on her and I's relationship, her and I's friendship. And I would lay like really hard shit on her, really hard shit. And, you know, and she would listen and she would give me feedback and she'd be great. And then eventually she sat me down and was like, I can't be the person that you bear all this really hard stuff on because it's really hard for me to like have that weight on my shoulders as a friend. You know, Mm, she was like, I need you to talk to someone that is unbiased and also like that is more professionally able to talk about the topics that you are talking about. And it like put a, a bit of like a pin in our friendship where she was like, she felt responsible for my either happiness or unhappiness. And that was like, and I am so thankful that she sat me down and told me that. In the yeah. moment, I was like, meh, 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 meh. but you now, wanna, you know, you now talk to me? But our friendship is even better because so she helped me categorize. I don't wow. want to, I don't want that my can't. friends to ever feel like, oh, Julia burden might to, be, yeah, yeah, burden, yeah, burden or Julia might be feeling you. this way. Yes. Yeah. So, and that's why I thought it was so beautiful that she felt comfortable enough to be like, hey, I love you and I'm sad that you're going through this, but I can't deal with all of this trauma that you're dealing with. I can't deal with all of this shit that you're going through. I would like to help you through it, but I need you to talk to someone about it. Wow. And that makes so much sense. Like you saying that, I'm like, God, yeah, that makes, yeah, you're yeah. totally right. Like knowing that. And I love that you able to get to that next level and like that understanding. That's fucking. Well, and thank goodness for the people around me that like validated that for me. Like, hey, Megan. you know what we just did there though? I had one idea, you had one idea, I listened to your idea, and I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And everybody should fucking do that. Yeah. America. Fucking America. I can't snap, but Listen I'm like to people. snapping in. You don't know how to my... snap? I can't. I've tried. You literally don't know how to snap? Are you I fucking can't. kidding me? Wait, first of all, you don't have to lick your fucking oh, I finger. Don't know. Put your... All right, slow the fuck down. Hold it flat. You're holding it pointed. So flatten your thing. Here, press down. That was better. I have eczema. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing mostly because you said it plural, which again, if that's eczema. what it is, if no, that's what eczema. it is, then great. I didn't know that. So what do you get? You're, you're like, you just, just, you're moving your hand. Yeah. That's hysterical to me. I also can't whistle. I can only whistle. I know how to whistle. One note. <laughs> That's way fucking better than I can. I remember people make fun of me because I can't Oh whistle. my god, I'm dead. I didn't know you um, could fucking snap fingers. No, I can't do most things, but I can do the worm. <laughs> you can do the fucking hell out of the worm, Jules. I just want to talk about It's okay, Jules. You girls. Why, why are we at top bar? Okay. What because do you, talk about you, you say that you're so confused by girls and you want to talk to me about girls and how to like get get into their hair like, <laughs> julia not get tell them, me how but... to pick up girls correctly no i listen 
I again. I think girls are ridiculous. Up. I think girls don't know what they're doing. Like, know what they want half the time. I and think, I think that they like to play games, or I don't understand why they can't. Why it seems like they always put the pressure on. Personally, talking about my experience, um, as a straight man, why I have to be the one that always puts the whatever. I think. And here's why I want to talk about this. Okay. I have a hot, another hot take on that because you put you put yes I think you put that in, <laughs> yeah, yes you are 100 wrong, wrong. That's okay. you put that in the form that okay. that you filled out and you well first of all you said um why are people so bad at kissing you are just kissing the wrong people no 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 no, no. hold on hold let's on, start hold this on, conversation on, first all right so I want to have a couple beliefs I almost think every friend should kiss their friend mm, to know how their friends kiss. Interesting. Because if you're, you're trying t- to kiss me no, right I'm not now. Trying to, hey, calm down. <laughs> Stop it. How dare I'm you kidding. do that to me? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's the trailer right there. That's the trailer right there. <laughs> That's the trailer. Easy. Fucking easy. Um, we'll tag Adam in it. Um, <laughs> but That's definitely the fucking trailer. I can't fucking wait for it. Um, no, here's all right. Bear with me on this. I'll try okay. to make it concise. If you're true friends with somebody, yeah, and you kiss them, and you're like, "Hey, hey, buddy," like if we kiss, we're friends. You're like, "Dustin, you kiss like shit." Then why? I why see. isn't that like a helpful thing as a friend to like? Yeah, whatever? I know it's like again. I'm not even talking. It's not sexual. It's literally because you can kiss people. Like sometimes I think my favorite thing to do is just kiss people and make out. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Totally. I was at a bar at my regular bar. Shout out Bedford, and there <gasps> Bedford. was a girl that she was. <laughs> she's an older lady. Or she's like 40, How 40 old? something. She's like 40 something. She's not, I'm sorry. Imagine I'm so, like I'm a 78 year old woman. I'm sorry. But she's one of those, she kept joking with me and she was like, if Dave Dustin was young, if it was older, I would fuck him in the fuck. I'm like, okay. All right, all right, girl. I don't. All right. She would just say this all the time. Yeah, if Dustin was fucking. And I finally was just drunk and annoyed. And I go, hey, Nicole, just kiss me right now. Like I'm done with this shit. So she goes, I- I'm not going to do it. I'm like, just do it. Quit being a weirdo. Like I'm not going to try to have, I'm not, I just like, just kiss me. Like it doesn't have to be anything other than that. So she kissed me, and then I stopped. Him, I'm like, "You're not a very good kisser," because I think some. And she's like, "Woody," she was so dumb. Like she was so caught off guard. She's like, "How yeah. dare you tell me I'm not a good kisser?" I'm like, "Yeah, you're fucking like." First of all, I have had I've had people when you kiss people, and like their tongue comes out. Like they think it's it's an aggressive yeah. kiss. Like it's not a sensual fucking thing. It should be a sensual thing. Like don't use too much tongue. Like have a nice connection and a build to yeah. it. Yeah. So I literally, I swear to God, this sounds so dumb because I guarantee there's if there's a girl that's like, like Destiny, you're not even a good kisser. I'm like, I beg to differ, but like whatever. Um, but it's I fine. think I also a, know I that I'm think, a great kisser. I it's okay a, to be confident. I think in that. it's an art form that some people are very good at. Yeah. And I kept <laughs> literally, I'm sitting at this bar with her, kissing her numerous times, telling her like, well, don't do it like that. Yeah. Like, why is your tongue <laughs> in my coaching. mouth immediately? Like, that doesn't make any sense. So then we kiss. I'm like, yeah, now that's hot. Now I'm like, oh, let's go further. It's a sensual thing. That's a weird fucking topic, but I believe in it. And I like, I think I'm a good kisser. Now, if every one of your friends, if I'm like, if if I kissed Megan mm-hmm. and Megan's like, Dustin, you're, oh, I don't think you're a good kisser. I'm like, all right, our styles are different. I understand that. Everyone's kissing style might be different, but I think there's a pretty good style that works. Mm-hmm. And I think some people, I've kissed people that don't move their fucking mouth. Why do you think? Or they move it too much. It's too wet. You've got the aggressive ones. Yeah. I just think everyone should. I think there's a thing that's good kissing. I would love to have girls on this podcast that I've kissed to be like, hey, tell me, like, I'm a good kisser. I believe that. Yeah. That's a weird fucking thing, but I believe that. That's not weird at all. I don't know if that rant makes any fucking sense, but. I feel that way about myself. 
Um, I like I like the normalizing. Let's just all as friends teach each other how to be better. Sexually. It wouldn't be fucking like I understand. Like it's definitely kind of an ego thing. Like because it would be funny if then we kissed and then you'd be like. Right. You're actually not that good, Dustin. Like, that would be fucking hysterical to me. Well, also, it's just... <laughs> It'd be like, wait, what? Right. Like, How dare you? I'm I'm the greatest. <laughs> and why do I think that? Because I said it. And like, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> but I think that uh, make-out sessions are similar to sex, where it's like, it, it depends on the people involved, right? It you does. have to, like, mold to, like, whoever you're talking to. It does. To, but or, like, hanging out. there's with. definitely a good way to do it. Yes. And there's ways, like, I can adapt. You can adapt any kissing style. Totally. But, like, I remember one girl, like, came in and just literally bit my lip like ah like jawed fucking i was like what are you doing yeah no but in the moment you're like i want to hook up so right, you're, right. you're ju- like, I'm like this why is the okay. fuck but like no no one should be doing that your friend should have told you that that's wrong and you shouldn't fucking do that yeah no so if we all worked as a fucking team no one would have bad kisses all the fucking time also, i don't like the paint like the the pecs are move your fucking mouth like it's fucking i don't understand that huge question do you have these conversations with your guy friends Sex about sex or like uh, oral or like sex or or making I, out or no? Not really. They're not as open as I am. Like some of my friends, like Jake, will tell me. My good friend Jake Mormon will tell me, like you think everybody's a good kisser. I fall in. L- I get girls that have that immediate connection mm-hmm. when you kiss. That's such a special fucking thing because yeah. it doesn't immediately happen. Yeah. But um, I we talk about it, but like I'm more. We don't talk about the insides of it. I definitely talk about it more with girls. Okay, because I love to be open about that shit, and I, a lot of my friends aren't. Yeah, I personally will be like, I'll talk to you about that shit all fucking day long. Great, because with girls, we talk about it so much. About you personally, or about the other person? So I think some we like, talk I, like I like one time, and I won't name names because I don't know if she wants to know like that. I don't want to make this public with her, not without her consent, but... Yeah, this podcast gets 80,000. I um, so. Well, you never know. So, you never I know. could make us famous. You know, you could. Um, but I had to FaceTime someone that was a few years younger than me about giving a blowjob correctly, and I did it, like, on a banana that I had in my kitchen through FaceTime. No, you fucking didn't. You did that? A hundred percent I did that. Are you kidding me? Yes, because I know I'm great at it, and so I was like, yeah, I'll give you How all you know the advice. It, but everyone's, everyone's told me so, and also because... I know I am. You just know you are. Okay. But then... I've been told by multiple people that I am. Okay. But then sometimes are these people that you had at one time that it was like, whatever? Because here's my... Here's another issue that I'll raise. Okay. Makes sense. All right. You're good at it. You showed them on the banana. I'm literally about and, to like, I oh, fucking oh, wish I had I, a goddamn banana right now. Can I really quick? Yeah, please. And then that person, when they did it to their partner that they were getting advice from me about, their partner said, you're the best at Some that. people don't know how to do blowjobs. So, uh, but, that, so but, I ta- to but I taught her. Shout out to right? you. Right? Okay, great. Maybe this will be the trailer. That's fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Some people do suck at it. I've had lots of girls that fucking suck at it. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, have you been like, hey, I want this or I want that or no? Like, I think sometimes I don't. It's hard to if do If it's that. like just a hookup thing, then no. Yeah. I'm like, I'm either like, all right, let me just, I'm more of a giver. I definitely am more of a giver. Yeah, I'll take too. care of the other person. Yeah, me too. But here's also a question. Why is it that. Remember, you're the guest. Yeah, no. You can okay, ask good. me. You can cut me off. I don't give, you're, okay, it's your great. host. Tell me shut the fuck up. Okay, great. Um, why? I think there's a lot of times I've had this. And I'll even go back to our podcast and Megan had said something. Um, girls will say something like they break up with someone like, oh, he's he's actually really not even that good. 
Mm-hmm. He's not that good in bed. Yeah. Oh, he's not this. Oh, his dick's small. Shit like that. Mm-hmm. Why is that a thing that people do, like girls do all the time? You think that only girls do that? I think it happens a lot. I think it's one of those things where you can, like, you're, like, it cuts the ego of a guy. I'm not saying they only do it, but, like, I've literally had girls say something to me, like, yeah, the, the, your last girlfriend said, yo, you, you really were bad in bed and you didn't last long. Like, I know that's wrong because I know, like, I know that I don't. I know that I, but I've heard people say that and they mm-hmm. just say it to, like, kind of demean the other person. And okay. I don't understand why people do that in general. I don't get that. Yeah. So devil's advocate, do you know, do you remember any of your frat guys after a girl like ghosted him or wasn't with him where he was like, yeah, she fucking sucked or her pussy smelled bad or whatever it was. <laughs> well, oh, listen, I'm no, I'm listening. No, I, I know. Honestly, no. No one's ever told me that. Like, no, I get, no like, they don't, guy after they got that, like those jipped, phrases, they no. were like, well, I, they could I'm say, generalizing. Like, they're clean. They more on the personality wise, like, oh, she's just kind of crazy or she doesn't talk to me. Or yeah, I remember one of your fucking Zanisai brothers I was dating said <laughs> she was hot. She was crazy, but she was hot, but she was too crazy for me. Yeah, so, but it's more the personality wise. That's right, what I'm saying. which is even worse. I'm, yeah, dev- I'm not saying it's so. So worse I think or bad that the devil. I think that's the devil's advocate, right? So girls go for the jugular physically, and guys go for the jugular mentally because I mean, this is again a generalization, but like because guys know that girls care more about their mental state, and girls know that guys care more about their physical state. That's true. That's like facts. Yeah, I so totally that, get that. That's why we go for the jugular. Me, I, that's crazy to me, though. It's weird. That's why we go for the jugular. Because in all reality, let's be real, all girls are crazy, and all guys are bad at sex. And I'm sorry, and I don't mean to like, but like... Elaborate. Why do you say that? Because... I mean, that is a... Gen- oh, God. It's that a generalization. Is a generalization. I, I disagree with that, but okay. Um, why do you say that, though? I think that um, girl crazy the like in the parentheses of crazy, okay. um, or the quotations of crazy is what I meant. I am getting drunk. I love it. I um, love it. That's what we're here for. I'm so warm right now as well, my cheeks. <laughs> um, I'm so warm right now. With with girls, yeah. crazy is a horrible word that every girl is triggered by. So yeah. obviously the guys are going to be like, she's oh, crazy. Like, she's which, nuts. Oh my like, God. Which is, which I remember hearing from one of the guys I dated in your fraternity once. And I remember like, I mean, I still think about it sometimes or like, like I'm scared that I'm being too crazy, yeah. but it's because, you know, society and men capitalize on the fact that like we are more emotional, like just because of our hormones and because they're a time limit, you know, they yeah. capitalize on that. Yeah. And with girls, you know, I with like generalizing men being bad at sex, it's like for the most part, with a lot of women's experience, not only from mine, but most of the girls in my life that I talk about with sex, guys don't actually take the time to be like, this is good for me. Is this good for you? But see, that's where I personally would say that I'm, I'm different that I but that also goes to my personality as a person. Mm hmm. I'm constantly making sure somebody else is better than I. I'm the same way yeah. when it comes. I'm, every, That's nice. I'm constantly making sure they're okay. <laughs> so when I hear someone be like, "Oh, Dustin sucks," I'm like, well, "Okay, well, I literally made sure you were like, I don't understand. sure, sure, sure." So sure, people sure. like would hear that, and I'm like, "What? Oh, okay, all right." So that's just people capitalizing on the generalization that I made. But I've never said that. I've never, I've never said to a girl, "I'm like, yeah, she was horrible in bed." Mm. I've never said that mm. ever. I really don't attack people like because I think it's such an intimate thing, and then I, I I don't do that. I don't I like 
when I allow myself to, I, I've done the fuck boy stage or whatever, but like, I don't, now I don't want, I don't let people get into that level. Cause I, I think it's, I'm, I'm a little softy like that. I, yeah. It's a intimate thing and sensitive thing for me. Well, and that's on growth, Dustin and time. <laughs> Um, I want to go back to what you were, we're still talking about dating, but girls making the first move. Um, you explicitly po- you like your sentence was, why can't girls make the first move? Um, they can't. They can. And they can. I, I, I'm saying did. in my experience, mm-hmm. they never, they haven't really. I One think- time I would say a girl came up to me mm-hmm. and it was the best shit ever. Yeah. Because I felt. Oh, she's it was the hottest shit ever because she mm-hmm. was taking tr- like charge or whatever. I will say on a regular basis, if it happens, I'm either I'm either throwing myself out there or I'm making the first move, no matter what, or I'm expected to. Mm-hmm. Now there could be a right. general generalization in the world or whatever. It but is. I think like even you talk about the girl at the bar that I'm like infatuated with, mm-hmm. I'm expected to like go up and ask her right. out to get her to the next step. Right. Because now if she was point blank like if she, but the men it's like in my head I'm like oh if she doesn't come up to me that means she doesn't like me so why would I why would right. I come out there and then say hey do you want to go we should go out sometime like then that's how I think I guess if that makes I sense. think it is messed up that there is some sort of society or whatever it is like expectation yeah. that the man has to make the move because I am not wired like that. So in my like, so you say like you make you would make oh you my make god all the I, the only reason that Adam and I are dating right now is because I like made it happen at Winston and Bo's wedding. So then here's my thing. but I, and I did so that then it's throughout like, my. Do I think of myself? I'm like, oh, am I just no girls don't want to come talk to you? Though. No. So then it comes that way. I think I might. I don't know. That is that is no. I think that I might be an enigma. I know that Megan is the same as well. Where it's like. Megan has literally told me she literally told us on our podcast where she goes they just come up to me she's said that exact men yeah but yeah but that's because (laughs) we're women I and that is different um but I just like in the past like six years of like being a quote-unquote fuck girl of like dating (laughs) dating people six years six years five and a half five and a half you're a fuck girl i like that no one's ever said not really not really because i was still hashtag past fuck no but i like actually had legit relationships past fuck girl hashtag drinks on dusty but any relationship that i had in those six years i made happen and I made them okay. And I, I love that. That's fucking awesome. It was great. And I think that's great for me. And I'm very happy for me. And so I need you to find someone that will do that for you. I do as too. Well. That'd be fucking great. But it is hard. I do understand the ideas of women in New York. The the stress of being a single woman um, is probably just as hard as a as a being a single man. But just like um, I would just like put my number on tabs all the time. Maybe they would text me most of the time. They didn't. But just like I just started putting myself out there to the point that it was embarrassing. But I think. And then it made it normal where I was like, great. I don't give a fuck. I'm probably never going to see them again. I get that. I wish I thought that way a little bit more. I think my head, my head is an anomaly in certain uh, cases. I will think of. I will think of every situation that could happen, and that's sometimes like you. There's you times are, you have too much anxiety. Yes, I also and have I, anxiety. But yeah, I think some that'll happen to me a lot, especially with girls. There's also times where I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna do what I want to do. But when it comes to like going to someone I really like, if I it was like, oh, she's cute, I'll I'll say something to her, cool. But it's like, oh, this bartender that I'm like, she's the most beautiful girl I've ever right. seen. 
I don't want to embarrass myself. And I think if I do this, she's going to feel uncomfortable. If I do this, I like play that whole game. So I think that fucks with me a lot. And I wish I fucking wish I didn't do that. But my head is wired that way. And I have to accept that. I have to try to tone it down. But that's how my head works. Also, another reason to go to therapy. Like legit. Because because here's my thing. Being a beautiful bartender in the city. God damn. I've had I've had guys hit on me all the time. And then they'll come and I will reject them and they'll come back and I'll be like, great. I'm so happy they're back just as customers because now they know that I'm not interested. And then it's fine. Like it really is like putting yourself out there is if the person that you reach out to that you're putting yourself out there for is a fucking bitch about it, then thank God you fucking dodged a bullet. True. You know, so like I, I thought that way. I, I know, but I and, and I think that I you, I, I think that you can't, well, you know, yeah. so it's like, you know, put yourself out there to the extent that you can in any situation. And at the end of the day, if they're adults and mature, then they will either say yes, and it'll be fine. They'll say no. And then it might eventually turn into a friendship anyways. If you are initially attracted, this goes back to our conversation. If you're initially attracted to them, even if it doesn't work out mentally, that doesn't mean that you can't still be friends with them. That's why I love still staying, for the most part, still keeping my exes in my life. And I have a Been question because you wrote down, nobody listens to other people ever. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's an exa- I mean, that's an exaggeration. I know, but, but what, general, what, where did that stem from? It stems from just, I mean, I've talked about this on my solo ones where it's, I just think people don't. It goes back to the fact of people want to talk. Mm-hmm. They, they'll they ask a question, but they don't really care what they're I asking. See. They just want to hear. They want you to listen to what they have to say. And I think a lot of people don't. My belief is that a lot of people just don't want to truly listen to people. They truly just want to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think if people in general, with everything that's happening in the world, mm-hmm. or pers- like whatever, if you truly were wanting to listen to somebody. I just hear so many times and it's like, I just get shut off when I hear somebody ask me something and I can tell they don't care about my answer because I know what it is. Cause I, I'm a person that truly wants to listen to what you have to say. When I see somebody ask me something, but all they're doing is waiting to tell me their thought. Yeah. What it, it, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. Mm. I'm just like, why am I, why would I engage with you? And I kind of like, I've to my point now, like I just kind of shut those people off. I don't, I know what you're trying. I, I just don't care. I'm like, all right, cool. You don't want to have this conversation with me, so I'm not going to give you any more than the bare minimum. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do that, and it's really frustrating. I just, I, I, just, I just don't understand that. And I could be an anomaly. I think that's a special – I'll give myself credit. That's definitely a special skill that I have. But I truly want to hear about When I ask what yeah, your you day is like, how like are you I've doing? Listened. I want to actually hear about it. Yeah. But so many people are like, oh, how was your day? And then they look away from you. And then you're telling me the day, and then they just like, yeah, and, I, and then I, I ran into Charlene, and I'm like, I, you clearly don't God care, damn it, Charlene. Fuck, fucking Charlene, you clearly don't care what I'm saying. So I just don't understand that because I just think it's a miss. It's like a lost art in the yeah. world, and it frustrates me, and I just don't like it. it. Pisses me off, actually. That's great. I agree. Do you think I'm a good listener? I mean, like, I think absolutely. Do you think you're a good listener? Yeah. Yeah, I think you are too. Great. No, I think that we both are. Um, and that's probably why we also get along because I know when I'm telling you, you're looking, you're yeah. connecting with me. Yeah. 
But I know people that when you talk, they're just waiting to talk again. I thrive off of connections and you do too. Like you even put that. We both that, do. That's probably also that, why we're so yes. close. Like we, we, you even put that in your, in your question, which also was cool that you put that because sometimes that's like. <laughs> sorry, I literally like, just watched her. Like, Julia. <laughs> we're on a podcast still. We I forgot. We literally had a talk where I told Julia, I was like, the one thing you can't do, you don't get too far. And then she like leaned back. She got chilled. You can lean back that far. No, I know. It's fine. Closer. No, it made me laugh though. You <laughs> just were like, oh shit. I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter that much. Um. But I thought that it was cool that you put like I love connecting with people, yeah. Which is something that I also am am like that. That's why I like bartending. We're like the same people. Like yeah, that. yeah, I want to connect with people. Yeah. I want to. I want to have those real conversations. You know, in like acting class, where Joan would be like give and take of yeah. a situation. I love applying that to real life. Yeah, and I think people don't do that. And no, they should no. I mean, That's some a- people do. The people I choose to be in my life do. Yes. Um, which is why I love everyone in my life right now. Yeah. I think, do you think, um, even I'm not going to, I'll say getting older, but I think I'm, we've had those talks where I'm like, I want the people in my life that are, they feed, they are feeding me what I want. They're feeding me the energy that I need. And I don't want to deal with the other bullshit. I'm one of those people like, I don't, why would I talk to someone that's not going to, yeah, I understand the, yeah, I'll say hi, but I don't need you in my life. I don't care. But if you're not going to give me the same, like if you're not going to give me that energy the the way that I want it or that, that I, sh- I believe should happen, if you're a person that doesn't, that just wants to take, 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 but doesn't ever want to give, mm-hmm. why the fuck would I continue a relationship with totally. you? Totally. I just don't care. We're at that age where it's like, those are the people that we want. Yeah, I don't care. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fake that. But I bring that almost to the extreme. Like you say, when I talk, I bring it to the extreme, which I Sometimes hate, but I sometimes love because I I'm not going to bring somebody into the next section of my life. I'm like I don't right. give a shit what you're like. I, you're not a person I want to con- continue anything with. So I'm no. gonna be like fine, bye. Like I don't care. And it's so like liberating to make that realization that we can we can filter who's in our life because it, during college it was like it was such an incestuous company, yeah. and now we can pick and choose, which is great. Yeah. What was this? Was honestly the most intriguing thing that you wrote in your form that you wrote. Okay, was you said, "Are we basically the same from when we met, or have we grown or changed into different people?" And your answer that you wrote was, "I think we grow and mature, but we all have kind of had a set personality from the beginning." Elaborate. Sounded semi smart there a little bit. Um. I think I have this belief that I think that we're all we all have an um, intrinsic ability. Like we're 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 a certain person, right? Like At we the moment we're born. Yes, I think that there's something that like not the moment we're born. Okay. I think that there's a certain. I think what I meant by that was back when you first met me. Like when you first met me in college, mm-hmm. and the same thing with people when they first met me in high school, or the same thing when people first met me in middle school. I have um, almost a basic personality trait that's always going to be there. I'm always going to be sensitive. I'm always going to be loyal. I've oh, that's what's in me. We mature from past. Like I'm not necessarily the same person that you met my freshman year when I was twenty. When I was twenty one, right? But I'm still kind of the same person that you still know. I've matured. I've mm-hmm. I've dealt with more things in life. I've learned certain things. But I like. I think 
I mean, it's more of a question to you, I guess. I think the basic beliefs or person that I am, they're the same person, right? I like to think that. I have different thoughts sometimes, but I'm still the same loyal person I was when I was fucking 16. I'm still the same. I want to entertain, um, make people laugh when I was 16. Mm -hmm. I'm still the same that way. I've learned other things. I understand and I can adapt to it. But I think we all have the same basic, um, there's certain things that are just always going to be with us, Mm. but we mature and we revolve around them. But if you like broke it down to like, the the bones of everything it there's still certain things to be like yeah that trait or that personality is that person that makes sense it does it does i was confused do by you the think qu- that or no well i was just like i was confused like do you think you're the completely different person than when i met you when you were a freshman not completely not no completely. so now i understand what you were saying with the question i was like obviously we've grown and changed so yeah. i was like why is this <laughs> even Dustin, a this question no yes, I was- <laughs> uh, but now i see what you're saying um yeah like you're the- not the same you're not the same drunk girl that i was picking up when you were fresh and being like hey idiot don't mm-hmm. fucking talk to this moron right now like no. you've grown from that well, but you're also still yeah. kind of the wide-eyed girl yeah in a in a good way in like, a great way a, in a, yeah i love yes, myself I love you love yourself and you're <laughs> like i'm i'm julia that's who you are it's the same way like I'm yeah. not going to fucking be like I'm a loyal motherfucker that to a fault but that's who I am. I know that's who I am. I see what you're saying. So like and this is obviously like probably more an American thing like mm-hmm. mindset any anyways but like in terms of like beliefs and morals I think that they change throughout the years. Yes. I know people that have changed like yeah. moving where or who or where or when mm-hmm. when but as a person, yeah, no, I think I've always been a kind people pleaser kind of a thing. But I that's think that, be- but mm-hmm. I think that to a fault, I think that I was always a people pleaser. And now I'm even more people pleaser because people have pointed out when I've made them uncomfortable or I, I like made them. But upset. you're aware of this. So you change it yes. in certain situations, but that's who you are. You're yeah. a people pleaser. I think that's interesting. That. I think, I think you're right. I think like at first that, with that question, I was like, duh. <laughs> Idiot. But now I see what you're Idiot, saying. Dustin. No, now I see what you're saying yeah. more so. Yeah, I think that I guess we are all I just think that, yeah, there's this there's a certain almost a, a layout of who we mm-hmm. kind of are a bit mm-hmm. that it's always going to be there, but we change and adapt, yeah. which is the difference of people that just don't ever want to adapt to listening yeah. to people. But you're a you're a kind-hearted person. I'm always going to be a person that wants to listen to somebody. I've yeah. always been that. Yeah. I'm always going to be a sensitive fucking loser that gets heartbroken about shit that I shouldn't be heartbroken about. I'm always going to be that way. What age do you think that starts at? Because I will say, I, I, I don't know how you feel. I'm not that religious. And so I don't think it's a religion thing. But, no. that, but that also could be what you are feeling, um, which is fine. No, but- I think, I, I don't know when it started. I think I just always, my mom was very sensitive. My mom gets very hurt by things very mm-hmm. easily. So I always picked up on that. And I think... I, it just carried with me, like I. But there is a way to manage that. I think that I think that I agree with what you're saying. Is like we're born and we feel this way. Mm-hmm. But I think the part of adulthood is recognizing what we are and then managing it to the point that it doesn't cripple us to move yeah, forward. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you would. You would and adapt, capitalizing you adapt on that. to the situation. Yeah. But like, I'm still always going to be like totally. And, and it's you the same be- way. Was like when I'm hurt about something. I'm going to let that because it personally, I'm like, yeah, it hurts me. Yeah. Why would I not? Why am I going to pretend like it doesn't hurt mm-hmm. me? Even if it wouldn't hurt you, it hurts me. That's who I am. So I'm going to continue to own, think that yeah. and be that. I'm going to be that person. I'm continue to think that way because 
That's who I am truly. Yeah. Why would I pretend like it doesn't hurt me? I'm going to acknowledge it hurts me. Now, I'm not going to let it affect my daily life anymore like it used to. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be depressed about somebody and then not be able to do my job. Yeah. I know I have to do my job. I'm not going to be depressed about somebody and not be able to go audition and do these fucking movies. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do. I'm not going to let that affect me in that sense. Right. But I'm still going to feel that. And I'm going to let myself feel that. And I'm going to be like, if I don't want to talk to that, like, I'm going to feel those emotions. Yeah, you're right. It sounded really smart there. Shout out to me. It was great. <laughs> Kirk wants to know. Okay. Kirk is the first one. Kirk wants to know, why don't you ever post yourself doing leg day? <laughs> <laughs> leg day is not as exciting. Leg days. um... <laughs> I don't post myself personally that much on workouts because I don't, it's always a selfie thing. It's a quick, I'm not the, like, sometimes I'll do, like, if I'm doing an impressive a deadlift thing, mm-hmm. but I recently now, because I don't personally think I look the best, but I'm like, I don't, <laughs> all my things are selfie shit. I just think it's funny. When I post shit, it's just random things that I post. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Leg day scrubs? Probably because I don't focus on leg day that much, actually, Kirk. So that's what it is. Um, Adam wants to know what the original inspiration was for starting this podcast. Um, Connecting with people. I mean, it first started with um, I uh, wasn't having that outlet to do the creativity that I wanted to. And then my favorite thing to do is, (laughs) yes, I like to drink, but I like to drink and talk to people when Mm -hmm. they kind of let their guard down and not let themselves be. Uh, guarded really and they open themselves up and i truly get to know who a person is because i think if you're if you get drunk with me or you drink a little bit with me you really know who i am and that's why i wanted to start this because i wanted to really know who people were i love that yeah so that's like that's why i started that's such a great reason to start something um miles said why in all caps and I don't know how you want to interpret that. Do you want to respond? I will interpret this this way. Uh, Miles has listened to maybe one of my episodes, so he can fuck off. We love you, Miles. We don't love Miles. So. Okay. Your little brother Tanner said. No, he didn't. He said, how did you overcome not knowing how to move a mattress? And I want to spearhead off of that by saying. Wait, what? <laughs> Tanner's, Tanner Sutliff asked, how did you overcome not knowing how to move a mattress? And then spearheading off of that from from Natasha's account, there was a submission from his from your dad that said Dustin doesn't know how to move a mattress. Okay, okay. So what happened with the mattress? All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you ever want to see me in not the state of the person that you know who I am, Jules, mm. if you're around me and my dad, you never met my dad. No. Right? My dad makes me incredibly insecure and questions everything, mm. which again probably leads to all that other shit. Right? Okay. When I'm around my father, I don't. I could be in my hometown. I don't know where to turn because I'm so afraid of him yelling at me, mm. of saying the wrong thing. Because mm-hmm. every it's one of those things where I think it also feeds into the fact where I'm like I over question something or I over analyze something because even if I know what the answer is. He might think something different. Like I've met him. Like when I'm building houses with him, I'll say one thing, mm. and he's, it's like it's not right. That's fucking wrong. And then I'm like, fuck, fuck. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I feel that way all the time. When, this mattress situation is literally. I was. 
moving her out of the townhouse that we live that I lived in. Yeah. I, and I don't know if yeah, you know, you did too. We did in that same townhouse mm-hmm. from Centennial. So my sister lived on the top floor or whatever. And I was moving them out. And my dad was <laughs> it was me, my dad and Rusty, her husband now. And he was just yelling at me that I was moving the wrong way or whatever. Like, he just finds a way to yell at me. <laughs> it's whatever I'm doing. I see. Fishing, whatever I'm doing. He just yells at me that I'm doing it wrong. I'm like, Dad, there's not, there's literally two, three ways I can move this mattress. <laughs> but apparently, I picked the one way that's pissing you off. So, my dad is somebody that just yells at me for whatever thing I'm doing. That's why I don't like to fish with him. That's why I don't. When I'm driving with him, like I'm so afraid of mm-hmm. making one wrong turn because he's gonna yell at me for making that turn or whatever, you know. So yeah, that's that's Got mostly it. what that so is. So you are competent enough to move a mattress. It was just your family. I really was, getting- was paid to move mattresses. I'm very good at it. But my dad gives me that extra anxiety yeah, yeah. that makes me like I don't know what I'm doing at all. I get you. I, I was driving that. my hometown when I one day and he. I knew what the turn was. If he wasn't with me, I'd be like, yeah, it's a turn. And then I asked him, and he goes, what the fuck do you think? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I get so nervous. It's fucking ridiculous. Because, like, Rusty will tell me, um, uh, my sister's husband will be like, he, like, everything you do, he yells at you for. <laughs> Whatever I'm doing, it's just, it's not, it's not right. So I always am overthinking. So it's probably... It, that comes into your real life for sure. I overthink everything because yeah. I think, oh, this makes sense. But because I'm so afraid of being yelled at, mm-hmm. that I overthink it. Yep. Eh, look at that. We saw wow. that fucking ribble. Jaden.r.hill asked Bandits, what does that place mean <laughs> to you? Um, so Bandits was the bar. Uh, Jaden. Yeah, I know Jaden. Um, Bandits was the bar that my dad helped build. And it was my first full-time job when I was 15. So I worked at a bar since I was 15 all the way till 19. Oh, wow. Which I had some of the craziest stories that I've ever had. Mm. Where I I started as a fry cook. And then when I was 19, when you're 19, you can serve alcohol in Nebraska. Nice. So I worked there until my dad helped build the bar. My dad has a sign above the bar that says Will Hunt that is still there till this day. And it was one of my first, it was my first job. And I worked, I would work there through high school and sometimes through college on the summers when I come back. And, um, like it was my first time dealing with all these drunk people. I met some lovely women there hooking up in the back of the fucking, uh, like, yeah, I was 19 hooking up with 26, 30 year olds. Nice. Damn. Yeah. I have some crazy fucking stories coming from that bar. It was fucking, uh, yeah, it was wild. It was cool, but it was me trying to uh, learn how to be a bartender a little bit. When I was sure. There. That's my home, yeah. One more, and then we're going into another segment. Um, <laughs> Katie Kate underscore 93. Who the fuck is that? I don't know. Requests you to perform your favorite kids club song, Full Out, which I don't want you to do. I just want you to do like a chorus or something. No, she's thinking of a, a kid's song or so whatever. So some of the songs I sing to everybody. <laughs> Oh, like a song that you yeah, made like up? Yeah, like, well, no, it's not a song that you made up. Or like one of those songs that we sing to the kids. Mm. So if I do, um, um, <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> it's not gonna be that good. Don't fucking. <laughs> but it's like one of those things where we're gonna do something, and I'm like, 
Everybody over here, over here, over here. Everybody <laughs> over here, let's sit in a circle. It's time for sing and stretch. <laughs> Shit like that. That was so great. I, do, <laughs> do that oh, I loved that. I do the, all the fucking, like, yeah, there's always like transition songs that you're sure. singing to people that I've done for years. I hate that she fucking asked that. that but it's a thing that I do all the fucking time. <laughs> Um, but we're going into embarrassing stories sponsored by your sister, Jeez. Natasha. Um, so I'm just going to go through them all. I'm just all of go them? Through. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Okay. I mean, she basically just like will not <laughs> let you live down the fact that you threw away a disposable camera. And then you just assumed that it would just the pictures would just show up the next day at the photo my sister is one of those people that doesn't let go of anything, so she thinks of one thing and she holds on to it for fucking years. But, yes, when I was in elementary school, we took a trip to Lincoln, and I said, Mom, I need a camera so I'm going to take pictures of everything. Mm-hmm. She says, okay. So I didn't understand how disposable cameras work. Sure. So I was taking pictures of everything we were going, and then at the end, I threw the camera away. And then when I went back home, I said, hey, Mom, can we go get the uh, the Ma. pictures and she goes okay where's the camera I was like oh I threw that away in Lincoln <laughs> and she's says, well, how do you think what why what I'm like don't the cameras just show up at Skagway Skagway is the grocery store that was in Grand Island Nebraska. okay okay and I was like we just go there and get them I'm like no you have to have the camera Dustin and that was it that's it that's all it is but she fucking it's hysterical to her and she fucking loves it and that is embarrassing, and I'm, it is a I'm glad, that, I'm glad that she. I'm glad yeah. she shared. Another one was that you murdered your dad lawnmower because you put gas in the oil compartment. My dad has the tendency to think that I know certain things, mm. and um, my dad is a very talented motherfucker. He knows how to cook. He knows how to fish. He knows. He knows how to do fucking everything. Sometimes he he has expected me to know something that was never taught to me. So okay. when he t- when I was said to mow, mm-hmm. I didn't understand what the was never told. It's the same way wasn't told to shave, wasn't taught to throw football. I learned how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, when I did a lawnmower, I didn't understand what the oil sign was. Sure. So I was mowing his lawn. And I put oil in it, and then he... Did it break it? Oh, it fuck, yeah, it fucked up the entire mower. And then he was so mad at me, he's like, how the fuck do you not know that? And he was just yelling at me, and I have no balls to yell at my dad ever. But the one time I said, I was like, you, I, don't, I didn't know what the oil sign was. How the fuck do you not know that? You never told you me. You never told me. Never told me. My dad always expected me to just naturally know things, but... N- I think sometimes he didn't realize that he didn't take the time to teach me that. So a lot of things I've learned are from mistakes or things that I did because he never told me how to do it. Another one from Rusty. Dustin believes that One Tree Hill is better than The Sopranos. <laughs> one Tree Hill was my go-to show back in the day. That I, was my, I would agree with you on, on this think, statement. Yeah, I never said that phrase. Rusty's an exaggerator to the highest fucking degree. But One Tree Hill was the best. And I love that show. I liked show. it too. It was one of those shows like, I'll, I'll probably rewatch it every couple of years. I'll be like, oh, I'll rewatch it. 
And it's one of those shows with like it's the what's it's the a good word? one? Yeah, it's a good one, and it's it's just like a guilty show that you watch. Yes. And you watch it, you know what's going to happen, yeah. you know the whole thing, yeah. but sometimes it's fun to relive it, yeah. and it's a thing. Not saying it's the best acting thing, I've never no. said it's better than Sopranos, Sopranos is a way better acting show. Like, <gasps> I'm so happy. Hey, listeners, we're having the best time, and then after this is over, Dustin and I are going to have a heart-to-heart, it's going to be great. It's going to be so much fun. I FaceTimed Adam earlier, and he said hi to the... Oh, he doesn't care. I'm drunk. But I'm still gonna be a good. Host. Um, uh, what are we gonna cheers to? We're gonna cheers to Jules. Um, officially, if I ever get married, you will be one of my groom's men. I know that I'm right. not getting married right now, but I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm like, her. It's it's. It, why would I not have her there? And you are one of the my most favorite people in the world. And why would I not ever have that? And I love you. Cheers. And I will always love you. And you were one of my people. And it's not. That's it. Cheers. Ditto. No, you're going to have me and Justin do Usher bullshit. Fucking no, no, no. Doing fucking gonna, grandpa bullshit. Like Usher grandpa to the fucking I'm, corner, wait, Dustin. Wait, 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 wait. Before you take this. <laughs> I'm so drunk where I will say this. If Adam and I get married, which we probably will at this point. I mean, I'm obviously going to be Adam's you're g- No, you're going to officiate it. No, I don't want to officiate it. I don't want to fucking. Why? Because it's not the I want you sentence. to be on my side and he wants you to be on his side. So you're going to be. Oh, well, right, now, I, I didn't think that. I thought that was going to go great. And you really didn't like that. As long as I like get that. a drink during the fucking ceremony. So. Offici- officiating it. means like being like a fucking fucktard. We are not. We are not. <laughs> Religious people, so you can do whatever you want. All right, fine. Cheers. Oh, God. It's time for Rapid Shots. Adam said the Rock and Luke Combs are drowning, and you can only say one. Luke Combs. Okay, great. Eddie wants to know, which is so funny. Uh, My ex wants to know um, (laughs) what. (laughs) Eddie wants to know what animal you could take in a fight, semi even. Wait, I don't even know what edible That is I mean. confusing. It is a little bit. I, don't I know. know much about Semi animals. even what? What animal could you take in a fight? A hippo. I don't know anything about edibles. I don't know. An animal. An animal. Oh, what? Oh, what would I thought you said hit? Okay. Ask the question again so I can edit this out and make it better. You think it was about an edible? You said a, yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, what are you fucking asking me right now? Okay. okay. I'm sorry, I'm my pants. <laughs> I'm sorry, that is the funniest. That is the funniest. Yeah, pee in my fucking bedroom, Jules. <laughs> I could I could fight if I if I was in the arena and I could fight an animal. The animal I would fight would be I could fuck a kangaroo up. My hands are too quick. Cool. Would Should you rather would you rather find true love today or win the lottery tomorrow? True love. Oh gosh! Anyone? Anyone? If I could find true love today, where it's like, it's better than anything you're doing. If it if it connects that way, then yeah, I would do true love immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you could pick one Packers player to get drinks with, for two seconds. I know, I know. Easy. Aaron Rodgers okay. or Brett Favre. 
If I could. Oh, oh, good I one. Would do, I would do Aaron right now that, if I could, but yeah. Listen. Yeah. If you could relive one year of your life, what would it be and why? <sighs> relive, relive one year of your life. If I could relive one year of my life, it would probably be my senior year of college because I had never been, I, I met <laughs> the people that I was connected with in that time are still the people that I'm still my favorite people in the yeah. world right now. Like I had you, I had Miles, I had Maggie, I had Adam, I had, I had the same people and everything was, it all connected because my senior year was, um, uh, a reconnecting year where I was dealing with the loss of my grandma mm-hmm. and that year was just this cul- culmination of um, getting over that and moving past that and my entire year was focused on that and the shows that I did everything I did was just recognizing her and connecting with the people that mean the most to me and it helped me get through that the toughest time of my life. So that year said closing segment. Let him right, know how much I love and thankful am for him. <laughs> how happy I am that he trusted me to interview him for this happy birthday episode. That was it. Um, I appreciate you for the fact that I know that this is this podcast is kind of my sanctuary that I let myself be vulnerable at. When I tell it to people, no matter how many people listen, no matter what it is, if it's 430, whatever it is, um, this has always been my sanctuary. Mm. This is the thing that I like to be open about. I let myself be open about. And I appreciate that one of my favorite people in the world will come on and then talk talk with me and then knows it's an important thing to me. Even if it's like, yeah, it may not Huge. get a thousand downloads or whatever it is, but you took it as a real thing, be like, this is something Dustin cares about. And knowing that I, I gave you for so long. to be like, you are one of my people that was like, yeah, I want, I want uh, Julia to do that. And I love that you took that time and effort to do this. And knowing that it's one of my favorite things, one of my things that I'm open about. And you allowed yourself to be open and you took it serious and then you <laughs> you were just you were just with me in the ride and i appreciate you doing it. of course i'm going to love it every second of it <laughs> so this is uh the end of drinks on dusty with uh my host julia wilkinson was <laughs> and thank you for the being on time. i appreciate the interview i appreciate you asking me questions i appreciate I the you best time. making me up you're fucking awesome and You're even more awesome and um bye folks <laughs> we're out bye <laughs>